when these great uh, musicians and celebrities come to the table, they're coming there not for me, okay? They're coming there, they're giving back. And they're putting in everything they have. And I and I speak to them and I write with them and I perform with them. And, you know, we text each other on our birthdays and on the holidays and we tell each other stories. And most of it has nothing to do with music. <laughs> it's all about, you know, this common ground that we have, you know, um, and and we all want to make a difference. And we and we and and baby Rocco's really he's that's why I say I don't have a manager. He's my manager. And he he manages my career, yeah. and I and I and I look to him for guidance. And yeah. it's like, hey, you know, hey, buddy, I call him buddy. And you know, I, I go to the cemetery and I sit there and I and I speak to him. And I'm like, hey, you know, it's like, you know, you know, why is this going on? You know, what would you like me to try next? You know, it it, it it's not it's not crazy. It, it's just very deep. Mm -hmm. You know. And I feel that as a, as a musician, um, you have to have the connection, you know, with the universe, you know, and there are some people that don't believe, you know, whatever they, they, they believe in, you know, they believe in a higher power. You know, I, I happen to be Catholic and I believe in God and I, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ. And so for me, I feel that that's where my son is. And mm -hmm. I look up and I'm like, Hey, what can you do for me? You know, uh, you know, the musicians, some musicians I work with, believe in they say the universe or you know but the energy right. comes from somewhere right and we're all you know and you know i don't think any energy source is right or wrong i think right. we're all receiving something from somewhere and it, as long as it's positive um then i'm in full support of it gotcha gotcha awesome. we may have to uh repeat some of that there seemed to have been a an issue with the um the stream but should i stop when i see a red uh line or something oh no i was that that was uh the red cross oh yeah, okay. that was giving you uh background information on the i can't see i, did, I didn't have any audio issues over here what's that gotcha. i didn't have any audio issues over here oh, okay all right so maybe hopefully we caught it um oh. but anyway yeah so you know so to get back to your uh question original question about the foundation it's growing it's just like anything else and it's um you know and, and our goal is to help families to help children to bring music my goal is to bring music into into um into every child's life because music does heal it's healed me and i see what it's done for other people and other musicians right. oh absolutely yeah so let's let's talk about the guitar again because the um because of the problem that we had, I apologize for that. No problem. So uh, the 316 Axis guitar that you see there was originally uh, it, 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 a, a prototype from an orange guitar that I bought in 1980-something um, from ESP Guitars when I was endorsed by ESP Guitars. Um, after um, Rocco's uh, uh, tragedy on September 2nd, 2017, um, what I did was I... I, I, I used a caution tape around my orange ESP and I, um, and that's what I got from it. Um, then I started working with a gentleman, Paul from uh, Rockaway Relics. He's a guitar designer um, and a fireman who started building guitars out of driftwood after Sandy. And um, he, you know, we connected and he transformed my concept 
of my orange ESP with tape on it to exactly what you see there. That that orange guitar with uh, it's a painted black and yellow mm -hmm. uh, warning tape, and it just it's supposed to stand for um, Rocco was you know he was hit by a, a distracted driver, so it's basically a, a sign to remind people. Um, to drive carefully, to do things carefully. There are yeah. children on the road, and and that's basically what the guitar stands for. Um, and uh, you know, we're we're playing with a different few a few different colors now. We may do a yellow with a black and ye yellow stripe, or a uh, you know, so you know, some just to keep keep the line going. And um, it's really it's and it's really taken on a uh, a life of its own. You know, people um, all over the world um, send me messages on on social media. Man, I love that guitar. Where can I get one? You know, I've been on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, and you know, on the back it has three one six on it, which is Rocco's um, birth date. He was born uh, March sixteenth, twenty fifteen. Um, and you know, it's so, it's just, it's, it's one of those things and, you know, that is in development. I'm working with, um, uh, Ernie Ball, music man, you know, oh, trying cool. to, trying to market the guitar. Nice. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, as a, as a, as a new artist, technically, which I am, um, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's, it's hard to build any kind of steam, right. You know, it's, uh, but, uh, you know, we, I, I, I'm, I think some great things are happening, so you never know. And, you know, I would love to, um, market that guitar and, 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 and take the proceeds from that and, and, and put it towards the baby Rocco foundation and help children with, uh, you know, like I said, music rooms and in, 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 in schools from ages kindergarten to eighth grammar schools. So, um, and that's that's really the whole the whole thing behind the guitar. It's all dedicated to my son. Mm -hmm. So, everyone, email your favorite music store and ask for that guitar. That would be <laughs> that would be really awesome. You know, or, or email music man. Email but, Music Man and say, "Listen, do you carry this guitar? We want this. We want yeah. this color guitar." Yeah. You know? And I don't want—I don't want to, you know, throw out any sour grapes or anything either. But they can't be confused with the uh, the Kramer caution tape. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. you wait, wait, who's that? Who's that? Rob, did you say that? Yeah. How dare you? You, you know, I, I believe they took it down. Did they really? I mean, oh my God, this thing was such I a hope piece so. of shit. I, I mean, know. Kramer should be first of all; they should be embarrassed. Um, and they're owned by Gibson, which is even sadder, right? And but I believe out of respect, um, because I really was, I was really hammering them every day. You know, piece of shit guitar. All they did was take a guitar, they took a picture of my guitar mm -hmm. and slapped it on. It wasn't even a design. It was, it was ugly too. It was ugly as sin, and then. They have the balls to say our designer for 2021 or 2022 came up with this caution guitar. And I was like, holy shit, you know, and you know what? But I haven't seen it on their site. Not that I looked, um, yeah, right. you know, but it was brought to my attention from a another uh, guitar player um, who is a collector and he does so many things online. And he said, Joe, look what I found on online. And I was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> you know, the last email I sent to both them and Gibson was, 
I don't care if you want to design the guitar. I mean, you know what I mean? It's right. like, I can't, I can't trademark colors. I right. said, however, you know, let's do it right. Number one. And number two, I don't want anything from it. Let me help you design it. And then send, I'll give you the, you know, I'll write, sign off on it and send something to the baby Rocco foundation. Right. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, Kramer could do it. Gibson could do it. They have the money. But again, you know, these these companies, um, you know, a lot of these companies, and I got to admit it, guys, and I don't want to be, a, you know, a, a shithead, but they, they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I know. You know, they, you know, it's like, you know, all these major companies, corporate America really doesn't give a shit. Nah. And uh, so, you know, and, 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 you know, okay, I know it's, you know, the at the end of the day, it's the bottom, bottom and there's a dollar you're going to make with it. But still, it's, you know, have a little respect. I mean, this is a little kid, yeah. you know, you know, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, th this is a little child, you know, that I'm trying to keep his memory alive and do something great because of the situation and to flip it. And um, so don't take advantage of it. I guess that's I what know. I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not cool at all. But I, yeah, I don't. Um, anyway, you know, listen. I again, I and I, I, I do, and, and and Rob knows. I'm I'm extremely humbled by people even giving me the opportunity to be on a show like yours, um, and and tell my story, um, and you know, and I know it doesn't affect everybody, right? You know, it's like suicide. That affects everyone. Alcoholism, you know, that affects everyone. Mm -hmm. Cancer, you know, everyone. Uh, you know, um, uh, Susan and I just got involved with the Metastatic Breast Cancer Society. Um, that's not the correct name, but it's uh, uh, Metaviver. And it's about, you know, uh, women who are surviving metastatic, metastatic breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, you know, um, Susan has her own causes that she's also going to bring into the public eye. Um, you know, so I, I just feel there are bigger causes, you know, and that's why I kind of flipped the Baby Rocco Foundation and all the great things they do to having children play musical instruments, because I think... Yeah there that affects everyone you know everyone you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and and they can grow up with something and i know that i've been playing since i was five six years old and you know when i lost my mom at 13 um you know i lost myself in my guitar you know when my grandmother passed away i lost myself in the guitar you know and my mom did tell me she said you know someday that guitar is going to be your best friend and um when when i i suffered this tragedy with rocco wow it's my best friend. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I have you guys, you know, here talking to me because I play the guitar, you know, and it's just so, she was so right. Yeah. Right. You know, so. Yeah, the um, healing power of music. I mean, <clears throat> there's so many different languages, you know, like sometimes you can't say anything, so you send someone a song. Exactly. You know, exactly. say it in the song, and, feel it in the song. And, you know. We all met in school to become audio engineers, the three of us here. <laughs> okay, so I don't know, man. I the new recordings and it not having the imperfections there really bothers me. I'm with you. You know, it, you know I want to hear the. I'm with you. Uh, oh you my know. god! Just Am leave I it with you. Oh, let me no. Don't EQ it. Just leave it. 
You know, <laughs> I, I say that all the time. And I'm so um, guilty of the little <laughs> in the recordings. And, and they're like, oh, we got to get that. I'm like, don't you dare. I'm like, yeah. you know, oh, my, yeah. my, one of my trem bars, uh, you know, one of my Floyd Roses, it, it needs to be oiled. So before a song, you'll hear it going, I'm, you know, they turn on the mics and it's like, Krink. and I'm like, that's a great start to the song. Don't, don't mess with it. <laughs> right. And it's like, the people are like, we can't keep that. I'm like, yes, we can. I'm like, who since when did we right. say we can't? This is rock and roll, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's real. You it's know, crazy. I can understand if I was writing a dance tune and you wanted it to be, you know, but um, the most beautiful thing about it, even with vocalists, right? Susan giggles. So um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we we have a live recording uh you know that you know we do this thing on stage together and i just like it's just the way i like turned around i looked at her butt or something and she just started giggling because of the way i did it you know and we left it in the recording you know um when we were re recording with uh, with uh, sony and 26 records um at the end of her song i heard the radio mix of a song we did um things you make me do and the best part is at the end she just starts cracking up and you know they took <laughs> it out of the radio mix and i'm like going what are you doing put it back in you know and, right. and thank god um anything that i do and especially with susan we have final creative you know uh, control so mm -hmm. um we're allowed to say hey we want that you know yeah uh, you know, maybe if we were working with Mutt Lang, he'd probably say we'd probably just listen to him. But you know, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. But you know, there's certain things they want to take away the human aspect of of music, mm -hmm. and, and that's really disturbing. Yep. Um, because because you know, I I feel that that's all we have left. You know, and um, when we write music, um, and and like you said in the studio we're not digitized. We're not. And I, I swear to you, um, Susan doesn't use anything on her voice. We no auto-tune. No auto-tune whatsoever. And I can honestly say that Scouts Honor, um, I was never in the Scouts, but I'll still say Scouts Honor. No, we, we, uh, we refuse. And we feel that if we can't duplicate it live, um, mm -hmm. then don't put it on 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 the album oh absolutely yeah right. and so so yeah so i'm i'm extremely happy um you know and, and i want to take this opportunity um just to say something that so project gem so there was road crew with yep. don chaffin and nick triani you left them out of the that was oh, a, yeah. a, so great don chaffin is one of the best uh vocalists he I've really heard. is yeah and um he's currently working with uh riot act and they have an album coming out there. I believe the guitar player is the original guitar player from Riot. Wow. And um, yeah, we so, had uh, Rob on. Right? Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and uh, yeah, so basically, you know, uh, he's amazing. <laughs> and um, then we recorded Road Crew material with Billy and Rod. Um, and then Don, you know, Don got really busy with his projects, and I started working with Susan Aguilla. We put out, we got signed to Sony Twenty Six Records. You know, we put out her album, um, and then I was all during that time I was working on Project Gem, and uh, by myself with, with you know, and then Billy and Rod would 
I was sending them stuff and they finished recording the whole album. We have a whole album of Billy and Ron. And um, how did that come about? You guys getting in touch with each other and um, yeah. collaborating? This, you know, this is really interesting. After we did the road crew thing, right? Um, Billy and I and Rod, Rod, I've known since 2004. Rod's, I've worked with Rod in the past in the studio. Um, nothing to any avail until now, but um, uh, Billy and I and Rod started just uh, constantly staying in touch. And um, Billy, I would, while I was working on Susan's album, I was sending my, my uh, the stuff to Billy okay. just to get his advice. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And then Billy would say, hey, man, you know, send me something else. Let me see what you got. So I would send him something else. He would drop some bass tracks on it. We'd get it back. And then I, I said, you know what? This is really great. It's really magical. And, you know, we were working on Rocco's Groove thing. Mm -hmm. Then I worked on another song called Nothing But Time. And then I wrote another song, Earthquake. And, um, and they were, and I had Billy and Ron on it. And I just, they were, they were like my demo guys. You know what I'm saying? And I figured, let's see where I can go with this. And uh, so, make a long, long story short, that's how that started. Then, uh, you know, then and we were trying Billy to get... Sheen's birthday today. What's that? It's Billy Sheen's birthday today. Happy birthday, yeah. Billy. Yeah, I texted him earlier today. Um, and, you know, he's, he's probably enjoying himself. Billy likes a good bottle of wine. Uh, <laughs> you know, and... Cheers. Yeah, so, so Road Crew um, kind of halted a little bit. And Don was doing his other thing. I was working with Susan, and um, and I, you know, and I said, "Listen, I said after Susan's album, I wanted to complete the stuff with 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 uh, with Rod and Billy." Um, so we, I said, instead of you know working with vocals and lyrics and all of that, let's just do instrumentals, you know, because that's what they're known for anyway, right? Fusion yeah. and some great yeah. stuff. Um, and then I got the itch, man. I, I said, you know what? I want to finish what I started with Road Crew. Um, but since Don isn't part of it, I, I didn't want to resurrect Road Crew without Don. Right. Um, so I said, I'm going to just call what I'm doing now with them Project Gem. And then I had another epiphany. And uh, Susan's just, um, she's she's training with this uh, vocal coach, Don Lawrence, I believe is his name is. And, you know, he's he, all the celebrities, Steven Tyler, uh, you know, he's everyone's coach. And I hope I said the name right. And um, and Susan's just getting better and better. And if anyone has seen Susan perform, I think she's the best performer since David Lee Roth. I mean, the she's old very David animated. Roth. Oh, really? She's, oh my God! Yeah. Oh, very and, animated. Yeah. Yeah, and you know now I said, listen, but you got to get the flips down. I mean, like you. I mean, you know, I just so then she her her. And plus, she's a great violinist. So, I mean, right there, I have another instrument. You know, she's a virtuoso. So, then I started writing with Susan material, a little harder material than what she's doing. Um, we, we're doing with Susan Aguila. And and I just, this week, we, we solidified that uh, Project Gem is going to put out a full album um, uh, with Billy and Rod and Eric Levy. Just uh, gave me the nod, I believe two nights ago at 11.30 at night um, <laughs> that he's in from Night Ranger. So we have Eric Levy, Billy Sheehan, Rod Morgenstein, myself on guitars, Susan Aguila as our lead person 
rocking it. And it's just going to be, wait till you hear the shit. We, you know, because I already have the music recorded, a lot of it. We're doing some more now. Mm-hmm. And and then we just wrote a song called Love Ain't Dirty. Um, uh, and it's, it's going to be just killer. So I'm really excited. And we're looking to do a huge, huge, our first show, hopefully November, December of 2022 with those guys. Awesome. I'll be you there. heard it here first. <laughs> and Absolutely. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, you will definitely. No, no, it's gonna it's gonna be killer, man. I mean, now I can send this to Blabbermouth, and hopefully it'll get the word out. You know, <laughs> you know. Listen, yeah, man. Listen, you have. I do. Uh, I don't know if you guys have a copy of Rocco's Groove Thing, but that's Project Gem, featuring all of us. Susan's playing violin on it. Man, just throw it out, and you know what? I'll give you the number, uh, the name of the one or two other songs that we've already uh, that we're working on, and yeah, man, put it out on Blabbermouth, and let's let's see what happens. You know, there's two or three label interests, major labels. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see what happens if we're going to go independent on it or we're going to sign to a label. I was thinking yes. that maybe uh, you would be going with Sony, uh, the label with Susan's on. You, you know, listen, we. This is the very interesting thing uh, about Susan and I. Because we do so much together, we purposely try to separate from different, yeah, yeah. you know, from different managements and, and labels. And um, because I, I'm, I'm really trying to work with Warner Brother and Level Records. It's a oh, yeah. subsidiary of Warner Brothers that really no one knows about. You know, and um, but then we also have the the the, the other um, uh, I forgot the label now. Uh, they're from Europe uh, that has everybody, and um, and basically, you know, so there's a few different options. You know, we're, we're going to see what happens, um, and yeah, and so we wanted to, whenever Susan and I do a project or I do a project, she does a project. We like to bring new blood into it and, and, and try a different angle. Did I lose you guys? No, nope. oh, right. no, we're just looking yeah. at the pictures. <laughs> you know, you know, we, I, you know, as an in, individuals, you know, we just dislike looking at ourselves. However, you know, but it, Rob does such a great job, you know, making me look so svelte in those pictures. That <laughs> oh, <I know>. totally. <laughs> look at that. That's a badass picture right there. Yeah, thank you. You know, and that's another thing you got to keep reminding Susan that I'm the better looking one in, in the market, so. <laughs> And then, and then my other joke is I, you know, Billy Sheehan and R- Susan Aguila, they're my two favorite tall blondes. There so, you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. I'm drooling over those axes, man. They look, uh, they look pretty killer. I've never had a chance and to play one. But... So this is Project Gem right here. That's Project Gem. That's Eric Levy, um, and myself, Susan, Billy, and Rod. Yeah, and that's the logo for Project Gem. Uh, and I'm really proud of this. I, I'm extremely proud of this 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 band. Um, I, and, and I'm blessed to be playing with them. Yeah. No, they're blessed to be playing with you. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short. I really appreciate Does that. Does Billy I mean. ever get tired? You know, okay. I don't think so. Like that dude is a monster. Just <laughs> yeah. you know, holy moly, does he have some output that's just amazing? You know what? Let me let me explain something about Billy and Rod. Okay, and um, Billy, yeah, he's they're both kids at heart. I mean, you know, they're they're in their sixties. You know, um, I think Billy turned sixty eight today, and um, you would never think of it the way they move the way they 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 play the way they speak um and you know uh the energy that they have 
um, is so impressive. Mm-hmm. And um, so the question to answer your question from what I know, not speaking for anyone, um, Billy's like, I want to do this forever, man. Oh, yeah. So I guess that answer is no. Yeah. Right. He never gets tired. And and Rod and Rod, the same thing. You know, Rod still is out on the road with Winger all the time. You know, Billy's doing his thing with all his bands and stuff. So, you know, um, and that's it. And uh, I don't know how old Eric is. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, but, you know, it's Eric is still touring all the time. So it's you really, know, it's really it cool to see because there's a whole like there's that generation of players. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That are literally working musician like it's a different thing yes oh we're not gonna every six years we'll go out for three months cash in and you know exactly no 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 you know they they, i mean they they do what they do i mean like they do the tours and stuff like that but they they want to create new music right and 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 see and and rob knows you know i'm a stickler for writing music um you know and i believe there's a place for cover music um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a place for tribute music. Right. Um, however, that cannot take over writing music. Right. And and yeah. that's something that I fight for every single day. It's like, listen, I, I re- respect the musicians that are doing it. It's pretty hard to do that stuff. Listen, it's hard work. You know, you got to learn everything. You got to, you know, you know, you, you know, you cannot suck at it. I mean, you have to be a good musician, right? right. Yeah. So, however, I just don't feel that that should be the focus on the music scenes across the United States of America or mm-hmm. Europe. It should still be original music. Right. And um and you know, and that's why I refuse um, to be um, in in that scene as a um, you know you know I don't mind playing covers I mean every musician plays covers right, right, um, right. however you know I still have it in me to write music I mm. write every single day I produce music and I truly love working with new artists that are writing music and you know um, and I feel bad because unless you're working with with the guys that I'm working with and the ladies that I'm working with there's no place for you to play right. you know like right. no one no one like no one cares yeah, yeah. and that's you know, strange like, that bars are in organ or uh nightclubs are like that yeah. yeah it's hard and I understand again it's the bottom dollar right you got you know they got to make money but yeah. for me it's like well why don't you put you know a great uh tribute band and and bring in a uh you know a an original band to open for them and you know they're starting to try it now, but you know nobody nobody cares. It's like, well, they don't draw, they don't do this, they don't. I know, these guys yeah. just want to play, right. right? I mean, how can they draw if they never go they out just, there and play? Right, right. You know, oh, exactly. So, you know, and, and there's you know there, there's the big conversation, and you know because I have buddies who have bands who play original music, but they put out a CD, they do three shows. Yeah. Like, well, how are you gonna? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I started TikTokRock.com, uh, and just on Rocco's birthday on the sixteenth. And what I did is I put a compilation album together of uh, uh, about nine local bands, ten local bands, and um, you know, I have a song from Road Crew on there, of course, and so on, just to pump Emerald up. Emerald Rising. Yeah. Just yeah. Just you know. So, um, and, and um, 
in TikTok Rock, we sell singles of each band for $2.99. Um, a dollar goes directly to the band. So technically, it's a nice way um, <laughs> to promote the Did you the say a third? You, you mean it, not pennies? What? No, exactly. That's the point. You know, and believe it or not, TikTok yeah. Rock is um, what we do is uh, – the dollar ninety nine that's left over really isn't because we we're paying uh, taxes on the on the two dollars and ninety nine cents right yeah. we're paying uh, uh, two I think two point three percent to PayPal or whatever the credit card company you know whatever they take plus oh, yeah. thirty cents per transaction. Right, All right, right, this is the fees that we have to pay on two dollars and ninety nine cents. Right, so it's, it's it's like totally ridiculous, right? Yeah. And, and plus the maintenance of the site. So yeah. and you know, and then I'm still trying to pull some money out of there to donate to the Baby Rocco Foundation, right? And um, however, it's all all original music. You know, uh, we have a, a, a page that features videos. So we have like the great Jordan Canada on there and, and stuff like that. He's and, an amazing um, drummer. Amazing drummer. So so what we do, um, in a way, it's a way for the, the original bands. It's like their own major club. It's right. And then we're trying to get bands from around the world mm -hmm. that are playing, you know, original music of all genres. Okay, whether it's heavy metal, whether it's country, whether and and we'll we'll represent we'll present their single. I mean, you know, each song. Not we don't sell albums; we sell each song, so it's easier to keep track of and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's it. They put they they you know load up what they want, and we're doing extremely well. Good. In the first forty eight hours, I think I was up to like thirty eight hundred dollars. You know, you know, people are actually. Because bands are sending their volume of fans right. to the site, yeah, and and then you see one band and say, "Oh man, look at this shit! This band's on there." I want to yeah, you get the splash effect exactly. So you know what? So you know, and now I'm doing. I'm, I just started a thing where uh, the first twenty five hundred downloads from band TikTok will pay them an extra thousand dollars. So not only are they getting the twenty five hundred dollars from their downloads, they're going to get an. Uh, it's like a contest competition. Mm -hmm. We're going to pay out another thousand dollars. So it's like a thirty five hundred dollar payday. I can't tell you the last time it cost me like five to eight thousand dollars to put on a show. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting that money back at the end of the day, right? So mm -hmm. I mean, so I can't tell you the last time these bands probably even thought about anything over two hundred dollars or a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um so to get thirty five hundred dollars for for people buying your song that you wrote, um, I think is an amazing feat. Oh, for sure, and it's and it kind of reminds me of the back in the day where you get the percentage of the door. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know it's, if, it's, you, if you knew you get a percentage of the door, you marketed the hell out of your show, so people, so you'd get make you know make exactly. Yeah, well, you you know, I, and I totally believe in that, and and I and however, I got it. I got admit, I got to really admit, I see because of the the, the push um that especially last couple of years that i've been doing i'm seeing a, a turnaround i'm seeing a comeback i'm seeing a response to original music i'm seeing um bands you know they need they, they need we need an organization to work together to promote great music 
Right. Um, and, you know, and, and listen, I took a lot of shit, you know, from my colleagues, uh, from my friends saying, hey, you know what? You know, don't knock the you know, the tribute and the cover. And I said, I'm not. I, I said, you know, <laughs> but let's let's not forget about, you know, the little guy. You know, the guy that's writing the music every day. I mean, and, you know, as musicians, you know, we should, it doesn't matter what we're playing. We should all support each other. Um, And it's, and it's coming, I mean, it's coming back around, you know, I made amends, um, you know, with a lot of people um, by just saying, Hey man, I'm, you know, I'm not doing this. This is not personal. Right. And, um, and this is where also where I have to now, this is the beautiful thing. And this week I have, baby Rocco to thank. Right. And, and, and he reminds me, he's like, he's like, dad, this is not about you. (laughs) You know, this this is, this is about spreading the word, you know, of, you know, being, you know, uh, of helping people. It's not about, um, you know, your personal opinion on things. Right. And and most people don't know about traumatic brain injury unless they've been involved with someone who's had traumatic brain injury. Exactly. And, and, you know, so it's, so this week was a very, very um, uh, uplifting week for me. And, 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 you know, and people, um, the, the way they respond to the baby Rocco foundation and rock for Rocco um, and uh, just doing this, and having some fun with you guys, you know, oh, yeah. um, is, is, is really what it's about. Well, hey, here, and, here's and, to Rocco. Cheers to Rocco. Thank right. you. And, and everything else will come, you know, you know, will find its way. Um, and, and yeah, that's it. So so, you know, my musical goals, they're they're more to uh, they're just to bring, uh, you know, uh, original music and, and all these artists, starving artists to the forefront. To, to, to let them, you know, because it's very difficult. It's demoralizing, too. You right, know, yeah. you know, you go out there as an artist and you play in front of one person. Um, it, it does a little bit. It hurts you a little bit. You know, it, it does a little bit to your ego, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and it just, you know, but it's demoralizing. Right. And, 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 and so and then so I feel for those people because I've been there. I've done it. Yeah. yeah, it's like with Vaudeville Press, the publishing company I have. I'm bringing on people, like you keep all your rights. Yeah, I take a percentage. I help you market it. You still got to do some work too, and right. like help with everyone else out with their thing. Right. But I'll protect you, and I'll negotiate the rights that'll make you money. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, licensing. There's such a big thing with licensing, right? Yeah. You know. Um. You know. There's a, we, Susan and I have this song called, which um, you know, is on. I think. Well, it's not on. It's not on TikTok yet. It's on uh, uh, iTunes. Um, called uh, "Peace and Love." We wrote it. Um, the record company called us, and this is the funny thing. This is how record companies work, right? Um, we get a call. It was like a Friday, Thursday, Friday afternoon. They're like, "Oh, it was in the middle of the riots." In the middle of COVID, I don't know if it was the riots in Minnesota, but it was during you know that time. Portland. Probably, yeah. And they said, listen, we need a song for this by Sunday. So I'm like, I came up with it like that because I'm, thank God I'm blessed. I just, you know, say, hey, Rock, what, got any ideas? I mean, a little far-fetched, but technically, internally, that's how I look at things, right? And um, boom, me and Susan put it together. We go in the studio, we record it. We get it out there. We call Ringo Starr um, because we're like, hey, listen, you know, peace and love. 
However, the peace and love thing for Ringo wasn't a good thing, you know, when he was on there and he was bitching that he's not going to sign autographs anymore. And there was this video of him on YouTube saying, peace and love, peace and love, right? So the record company, (laughs) our management, they're like, oh, Susan Aguila, Joey Jem, they wrote this song, Peace and Love. We want you to do the preamble on it. I'm Ringo Starr, peace and love, peace and love. Anyway, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what he, he came back with. He's like, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Peace and love. You know? So anyway, but we did all this thing, you know, we put it together. We recorded in days. The song is awesome. And um, nothing. Then we, we, you know, then we go to Coca-Cola. We're like, yeah, let's do, we did a whole, uh, um, I'll send it to uh, Rob. So, you know, a whole thing with, coca-cola um we did a what is it called a a reel spin reel whatever it's called right Mm. and you know peace and love great you know nothing then we get a call from this you can't make this shit out we get a call from you know uh rony hooks he he was the guy from bell biv devoe yeah yeah and he um and you know he also his partners at 26 records and all this other stuff i got pepsi cola interested susan and i go out we do another sizzle reel. That's what it's called. Sizzle reel for Pepsi Cola. Said it. Nothing. It's like it's like you know they 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 hang this little thing out there. You know what I mean? And you and and as musicians we jump right. You know and but we do a good job at it, and nothing comes of it. So you know, again, my point is though licensing very important. You know, all we need forget about the record deals. If we could get a license with Coca Cola with the song Peace and Love with now what's going on with right. the Ukraine and all this other stuff. I mean, you know, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a great song. It has a message and it, um, and Rob, I will say, you know, the song probably, right? Yeah. But I'll send it to Who you. Who does anyway. the vocals on that track? What's that? Who does the vocals what on Susan? It's all Susan. Well, just have like D Snyder do some background vocals since he's, and, and you're right. You're right. You know, brother. well, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're putting the, yeah, again. So the, the, so the thing, like, as I said, though, is like, you know what? It's 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 just you need people as an artist. We can only do so much. Right. You know, and and I'm 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 looking forward to the day where I can just work with these great musicians, write some great stuff and and have our team do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And all I want to hear is, Joe, we need another dozen songs. When can you get it to us? You know what I'm saying? Right. And this way, because I'm okay with working with Billy and Rod and, and writing, you know, a dozen songs a month if I have to. Good songs. And um, and getting them recorded. Right. It's just hard to... The, the follow-through in, um, in the past, since 2004, I would say 2005, has been very difficult for the industry. Yeah. They they've lost their edge, oh um, yeah, you know, and 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 it's and it, and that's really where what I think the industry needs again, you know, um, and that's why something like you know what you're doing with the publishing, you know, what I'm doing with TikTok Rock, it's focusing in on the artist. Yeah, the writer comes first, right? And you know, record. There's no reason why record companies like all the big big boys can't come and use a facility like TikTok Rock. Doesn't mean they have to use my facility or a facility I'm involved in. Right. But say, okay, well, we're Columbia Records for you know whatever. We're only gonna rep- put our artists on TikTok Rock. 
That's it. So if you want to hear, you know what I'm saying, this person's music, that's where you go. That's where you buy it. It'll immediately cut out Apple and all these people that are giving your music away technically for free. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I get I get my card charged nine dollars a month from Apple, you know, because you yeah. can get whatever you want whenever you want it. However, that's not beneficial. Right, right. It, it, it doesn't. And then the young artists, like all of us, um, young artists mean new material. We think because we're on iTunes and, and everything else that's out there uh, that people are going to hear us. They're right. not going to hear us because unless you punch in specifically, you know, Joey Jem or Susan Aguila or whatever, you're not going to come up in any kind of rotation. Mm-hmm. OK, so it's better off that if it's, it's the same difference. You Google Susan Aguilla and it takes you to TikTok Rock, and that's the only place you can buy it. And you really want to buy it for whatever reason, you're going to buy it. Right, and if right. you had the push of the record companies, it'll, it, you know, that's what they're going to go to. So, you know, I haven't figured out up here, you know, it, it's just how do we, how do we make the world understand it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you guys, man. Like, I'm, I'm just totally an entrepreneur by heart and, you know, and a musician. And I want to do the best I can for the mu- for music. Absolutely. Absolutely. And know. because people don't understand who just consume things and then they're always, oh, you know, the yeah. writer and the creator always get screwed. They're always. like the last person to get paid, the, the, you know, like you create something. Okay, television. Okay, you're entitled to 4%. Right. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and you put your blood into it. Right. right. And you know, then if you're a producer, you get another five points, maybe, if you're lucky, and you can no- negotiate it right. Or they just steamroll over you. Like, hypothetically, had I created one of the longest-running reality shows that ran on MTV that was stolen from a company that just happened to be named exactly of my company and my creation, and it ran for 17 years, and they Viacom crushed me. Right. There's no, you know. Yeah. No, I I, I, I totally agree. But otherwise, I, if that had worked out, we'd be in a nice, more comfortable studio, all of us. Right now. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you're absolutely, you guys are absolutely these people right. are going to come up with these great stories and they not may not be versed in what's going on. Well, I'll protect your story and protect you just right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and I. Numbers. Ex- well, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the secret to my um, to to me making a, a, a small, very small impact with these great musicians, because if they ever need a hook or they need a tune, um, my phone rings and right. they're like, hey, Joe. And you know what? what I charge like 500 bucks you know, for a tune or whatever with the big boys. Right. Yeah. And, you know, whether they use it or not, you know, I don't care. You know, um, and, and and the thing is, I get the phone calls that we need an extra tune. What do you have? Can we submit? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and it, so that keeps me in the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I really um, realize when it comes down to um, working and writing uh, music, you, you have to continuously have your finger on the pulse of what's happening. Right. You, you, and, and, and you also have to understand that you're not writing only for yourself. You, you, you always have to focus in on the 
I hate using the word consumer, but you have to focus in on the consumer. Mm. You have to write something that people will understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, for me to write about a topic, unless I'm Pink Floyd or, you know, it, you know, it, it, it's not going to help the situation. So I, you know, musically, you can be as creative as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go off on little tangent tangents in the middle of the song. Um, but lyrically, you have to kind of connect with an audience. Right. You have to make them feel something. You have, you know, you know and, and that's the thing that um, also a, a, many artists f- forget. I mean, you know, they just, they want to sing about, you know, um, they want to go off on a tangent. I mean, I've heard things that have been sent to me um, where I'm going, what does any of this mean? <laughs> and and I can understand if it's something deep within right. you. it'll The message will come through. And Billy Sheehan told me, um, this is when we when we throw music back and forth. I sent him a song. I said, what do you think of the mix and, and on this? He goes, you know, Joe, he goes, a bad mix is not going to kill a great song. Right. Okay. So what he was telling me is a great song is a great song. Okay. Mm -hmm. A bad song is a bad song. So a a great mix is not going to make a bad song good. Right. If you paint a turd gold, it's still a turd. Exactly. (laughs) So exactly. And, and that's what, you know, and that's the same thing with music, you know, so I, you know, and I, and I'm just, I'm happy. Bless the attempt. Exactly. You know, people are like, oh, he wrote a bad song. Well, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. You don't it, know until it and, comes out or how. Oh, it's- you don't. You, yeah, you don't know. I mean, but if your purpose, if your intent is to write a bad song. Right. And, you you're, and you're trying it's to like, get as close. Then, then, you know, just keep it to yeah. yourself. I mean, uh, you know, I'm yeah. sorry. You're trying to get as close as you can as you hear it in your head. Exactly. Others exactly. hear it that way. And sometimes well, it doesn't, you know. You know, I, I'm working on some stuff on person. It's called uh, Joey Jam, period. Um, and it's the funniest shit um, that I, I mean, literally, I don't sing. I'm not a singer. So I went into the studio, wrote three songs and and with a monotone voice. Um, literally, it's like it's like dance, baby, dance. Are you tone deaf? On, right. And and with amazing harmonies. I have Susan Aguilla back there going, come on, baby. Come. You know, like, like, you know, 10 of her. And, and it's, and the, the music is, is tight. It's good music. Right. Uh-huh. And I let it, I let, you know, people in the industry hear it. And in Nashville, you know, and they're like, who is this guy? I want to sign him. And I'm fucking rolling. I'm like, it's the worst <laughs> shit. Vocally, that you'll ever hear in your life, and I'm going to release this, Rob. I'm going to release this All because right. it's just it's right. just too funny not to release. Absolutely. Okay? So then I got this whole thing where it's going to be like. Then I was just telling somebody yesterday. I said, uh, "I'm going to do once you hear the character, you'll get it. How funny it is. You know, it'll be like Joey Gem doing the best of Billy Joel. You know, it's like you know, it's just like and just." Billy Joel music, right out, you know, great stuff. But yeah. you know, me just being in this monotone, ridiculous voice. But uh, as someone in, in Nashville said, or in, in the Motown record range, there, um, so higher art, higher ups, you know, there's something yeah. different about it. And and you know, so I was like, okay, you know what? You guys could fact check me on this. 
Is Snoop Dogg's name like Eugene or something? Uh, not sure. Well, well, they, well, I'll tell you the story. So this <laughs> not is, a fan. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know this stuff. I'm like, listen. I said, you know, I can see Snoop Dogg doing it, right? And so Calvin Cardoza Brodius Jr. It, what is it? There you go. Calvin, Calvin Cardoza. That's it, Calvin. So the Brodus guy goes, the guy goes to me. <laughs> big black he rolls off the tongue. He goes to me. He goes to me. Oh, he's all right. He's great, man. You Bro. want Calvin to listen to this? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right. So I get a text yesterday. He goes, listen, Calvin's going to give me a call. Let's send the tracks to him. Because I said, you know, it's like something Calvin. I'm like, oh, you know, Snoop, you know. Yeah. But the funny thing is, people that would not listen, I could say, hey, look at this stuff. I got. You know, right. um, whoever on it, you know, Eddie Van Halen, you know, came back from the dead and played this track. You know, rock and roll people wouldn't even listen to it. They're like, whatever. Then I have this foolish thing that I'm working on, which is musically great. Okay. I mean, I, it just because I, I couldn't do two bad things. So, um, and now I have someone of that level, regardless whether we like him or not or respect sure, him sure. as far as what he does, that's his people are willing to listen to it. Yeah. It, you know, so again, Snoop's huge, and he just bought. Uh, he just bought his own record label. So yeah, Def Jam. Def, he's yeah, under Def Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's set up. Yeah. Well, you know, listen. I, I think with the whole Martha Stewart thing, I mean, it just. It, I mean, sometimes he's he's just a genius. In how what he does, whether that guy is. Dude, do you think he's tapping yeah. her? Was that? Do you think he's tapping her? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Listen, you know, it's like that. That's that's a far. That that's not even a fantasy. That's like I don't even. That's like a nightmare. I'm Martha Stewart, custom frosted. <laughs> she, looks good. Dog. she looks good. I mean, listen, you know. So uh, that brings a on a thing. whole new meaning to blacks on blondes. Okay, let's just leave it alone on that one. You know, but um, yeah, she's she's. Uh, but listen, the marketing strategy there is just uh, amazing. Yeah. But um, you know, like I, when they dropped the ball, the music industry uh, right around the. Turn of the century. Yeah. Um, I know. It's we were just... working on this thing, and I I think I told this story once before. But So we're working on this thing, and it was basically if you had a 28-8 internet connection, you could jam over the phone, over the phone lines via the internet. Right. And Because I was jamming with my buddy over the phone from Chicago to L.A. Yeah. I'm like, why don't we just do this on the web? Right. And that whole thing happened, da da da. Then that broke. Next day, I meet this guy at a thing. He starts explaining part of it. I explain the rest of it. He's like, Holy shit, you want a job? So I got a job doing the same thing. And it took 18 months to get this, um, uh, to get this, uh, technology. <laughs> well, no, not the tech. Well, it did take technology too, but, um, to get this meeting with the VP of Sony Music. Right. So we had G3. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the first, thing that we did it was in sheffield england and vegas and so herbie hancock was in vegas and his band was in sheffield england and like the concept was to take one band and you could play multiple dates at the same time wow double your money triple your money yeah college bands you got four guys you're in four different yeah things States. doing a show and you're the rest of your bands on the on the screen behind you right and then you could take, you know, uh, lessons and this whole thing. Like, yeah. so if you wanted to learn from Eddie Van Halen, he'd have 20. If you wanted to learn right. from Billy Sheehan, you know, that. Right. So we have G3 doing the thing in, in the building. And so they're in three different studios. So we have Steve, Eric, and uh, Joe, and they're doing the thing. And uh, 
it works perfectly. We're like, yes, you know, because the technology then was so spotty. Right, yeah. And it was like stacked kind of on a MIDI signal. Mm-hmm. So there was a little latency, a yeah. little, you know, uh, not perfect, but, right. you know. And uh, so the VP of music at Sony, who's like 73. Dude, he didn't if, get it. You should be like between forty and forty-five as a right. CEO of a music company, yeah. right? You know what I mean, like oh, yeah. you know, something that big. Yeah, that John Hammond. <laughs> yeah. So he looks at us and he goes, "That's awesome. How do you win?" Like totally yeah. didn't get any. Yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just like packed up. We were like, we we're like, you know, eighteen months prepping for this thing. Like, how do we win the game? Yeah, no, you and know, that's why the music industry died because you had people who didn't understand what's going on, not connected to it, you know, like you said. You're no, you're you, you're so right, and you know, and, and the and the thing is, we have to, it, it's listen, we're having this conversation, but you know, you never know, right? right? Um, I, I think the record companies, what they need to do, um, is they need to instead of having all these streaming. Um, uh, platforms. We need to have one or two again, right? And you need to. So basically, now that all the record companies are together anyway. But let's just like, like you know, now Warner has it. And the other thing too is they can't hide anymore. There's no packaging. There's no right. shipping. Right, right, right. There's none of you know none of that. However, if they just went in instead of giving the shit away, like they say, like you're like oh, like when Napster started and all that other stuff. You know, people, there's a way to, okay, another thing, like YouTube. So basically, and, you know, I'm guilty of it now with Rocco's Groove Thing. Um, you know, I put Rocco's Groove Thing on uh, TikTok Rock. Mm-hmm. We made, whatever, three grand in two two days, okay, selling one song for $9.99. However, listen, I have big players on it. It, people know that the proceeds are going to to charity, so we have that little plus, right? That push, right. okay. But we still did, it. Mm. and I did not let anybody. I let them hear clips of the song somewhere else, not on TikTok Rock. Mm. Um, so there again is supply and demand. You know, if if the record companies start, and I hate using the word control, I just don't know the proper word. But if they could funnel their music and say, hey, we have this um, site where you can purchase the music, period. We're not putting it, we're not releasing it on iTunes. We're not releasing it on any other streaming thing. People will go there to buy it. Okay. Once it gets out, again, you're right. Do we have control over it? However, that's where the laws need to change a little bit. But I, you know, I can't sit here and have a whole conversation, you know, in five minutes about advocating, uh, you know, a musician, musicians' right laws. But the point is, right. we can protect ourselves. I mean, shit. There's ways of blocking out things that should not be on the internet. Okay, and um, and and maybe we gotta get, we have to get Visa involved. Maybe we have to get American Express involved. Maybe we have to get, you know, MasterCard involved saying or Discover and all those saying, well, you cannot use, we will not accept these funds on our sites. You know what I'm saying? There's ways of doing it. Um, oh, where I'm sorry, where the card system says, 
you cannot use our card on your site if you're streaming or selling music that you don't own. Okay. Um, and how I know it's possible when Susan and I, uh, what is that, TuneCore or one of those things, our music was uh, brought up on that stuff, right? Our album. Even though I wrote the music with Susan and we have the publishing rights, I could not do anything because Sony was in charge of it. Oh, wow. Okay. So even though. Uh, so it was our music. <clears throat> I forgot if it was TuneCore or one of those things. It's orange. What is the orange screen? I forgot what it was. Their legal department could do nothing, anything for me. 26 records couldn't do anything because Sony was the distributor of the music. So what I'm trying to say is there are ways that they can control where the music is going right. and where they can make money and the artist makes money. Right. Okay. And 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 that's truly something again, big conversation to have, you know, on a right now, but that's what the the, the concept was behind TikTok Rock for me. Mm -hmm. I said, "Listen, you know what? Bring in the bands, upload your stuff. Right. We'll have it there. The money goes to, directly to you after the sales. You know, you want to do it monthly, weekly, whatever yeah. it is. And it's not rocket science, man. Fair enough. It isn't. It is. And it's working. I mean, yeah. like, so these bands will be making $300, $400, $500 a week, okay, um, mm -hmm. selling their music. Where before they were, a friend of mine said, oh, man, we're like on, you know, CD Baby plus blah, blah, blah. And right. we, we're up to... We're like 250,000 downloads. Right. And I'm like, okay, how much? We made, uh, like, well, we just got a check for $300. Right. Yeah. I'm like, how is that even possible? Right. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I mean, there's a, what are they doing? Fractions of, of sense? Right. I'm like, and everyone knows who, who's a musician or, you know, writer or a filmmaker. You know that it costs money and you're not going to make all the prop. That's not realistic. No, we know that. Right. But, but Fairness, right? But it, it shows how grossly it swung the other way, though. You know, yeah. I mean, that's really like know. just being people are like, that's a great idea. It's like, dude, it's just fairness, yeah. exactly. exactly. You know? And you're <laughs> used to like, you know, it's so blatant now. You're like, yeah, we're gonna fuck you, exactly. Yeah. And but the funny thing is, and you and I know, and everybody else knows yeah. that the, the sites don't give a flying shit about your 250,000 downloads. What right. they give a shit about is the amount of people that are coming to their site so they can sell advertising on their site. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So actually they're making money. It's just like YouTube, right? Right. Yeah. These people are putting on their personal stuff and their music and everything. Fucking YouTube's making killer money and selling advertising right. based on your hits. Yeah, like if I was getting if we were getting 25,000 downloads per episode of this podcast, it would have to take we would have to make like 60 million downloads per month to equal right. the money right. that would come we in. can do it i'm banking the the video is just kind of a courtesy because i'm banking on the audio podcast right you know now, Joey, how does that work with the um, the record label, though? Do they have any say in regards to uh, TikTok rock? If you're making, well, okay. so this is this. Uh, so let's take um, uh, we're going to use a label like Frontiers, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's signing everybody right now. Um, they would be, I would say, I would have a deal with Frontiers. So basically, like the label needs to make money, right? Mm -hmm. The band makes money. 
and Frontiers ex- gives TikTok the exclusive right. So okay. technically, they'll make more, and, and they're doing the advertising like they do now. So the for, record company's oh, action doesn't come out of the dollar the band gets? No. Okay. No, no, no. Because we'll work it out where, you know, TikTok makes less. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And the label or or the band, you know, at that situation, if you have a label, like, because this is mostly independent artists right now, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the, the band will make 50 cents or 75 cents mm-hmm. instead of a dollar. But still, I mean, if you sell, like we did years ago, a million copies, that's a million dollars. Yeah. You know, and remember, remember, we're talking per song. And then you can have, with the labels, we can do a special, uh, not a special, if you want to buy the album, you get to buy either a CD or a vinyl, Mm -hmm. you know, at 15 bucks instead of $2.99 per song, right? Right, right. So and then and then then the it, remember years ago there used to be a limit. Technically, you would have to have a minimum of nine to fifteen or fourteen songs on an album, right? Mm-hmm. It was like you know with a ten songs minimal. You you know EPs would be just per song. Listen, the logistics would have to be worked out. However, we can sell a full vinyl album if we want back again. Have right. vinyl albums in stock that you can go to TikTok Rock, buy the album, you get a fifteen dollars, sixteen dollars album instead of thirty. Now they're selling vinyl for thirty dollars. I know they right? are. Yeah. You know, and um, and you know, so so listen, it's all up to the will of the hierarchy, okay, it, to make this happen faster. Right now, you're talking about one guy working out of his house saying, I'm going to make a difference. You know what I'm saying? But it, Amazon was it started in a garage, right? Yeah. yeah. He was selling books. So, you know, I mean, is, this is not... I, I mean, if you go to Canada, there's a company called Sunrise Records. And, I've heard of uh, and I Well, yeah, because you've probably heard it from me because I've been promoted because I, I, I had Susan in stuff Buffalo. in there and you know, they're located out of uh, Hamilton, I think, Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah. The, they have uh, 500 stores or something throughout Canada. They bought all the um, HMVs or whatever. What was the big last record store that we existed in the world? Sam um, Goody. What, no, not Sam Goody. It was like HMV, HV, one, one of those, the HMV. Like, you know, yeah. so they bought all the stores out of North America. And all the malls across Canada have stores uh, sunrise records just like the old days yeah vinyl right cassettes cds t-shirts posters of bands yeah and they're making a killing independently owned company yeah they're now moving into the uk okay so what i'm trying to say is there's still a market and when and in in canada i've been going back and forth for 15 years that store has always existed Sunrise Records have has always Sunrise Records has always existed. Okay, so they they would start in 1977. Um, yeah, like a Sam Goody. So why can't we why can't we do that in the states? Um, why can't we do that in the world around the world? Yeah. You know. So listen, it's 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 there's a market for this stuff. I mean, yeah. um, even though we're so used to the downloads. And which is fine, and I'm not, you know, saying this, you know, we didn't make progress, but the progress destroyed the yeah. artist. Well, you know, and Joey too. I mean, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff. You know, I drive trucks, so you know, I'm always, you know, hours and hours a day. 
And every interview I listen to, you know, big guitar players and, and artists, I mean, they're all really sick of the deals they get with the streaming shit, you know? So, I mean, if you, you know, somebody like you that, that gets the platform, you get the details worked out. I mean, I, it'd probably be like a groundswell. Everybody would, would be on board, you know, as far as from the artist side. I agree. And, I agree. And, and the fans are going to follow. They're going to go where the music goes. And, and like I, I said, agree. It'll be like a transition. It might be a little bitching and moaning, but you know, I we, agree. No, we no, did no, it I, back in the day, right? I mean, we you know we bought our albums, like you know. Yeah, and you know, so. and I feel bad for the kids that can't do it. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like, like you know, today they're you know they're just relying on what they're being fed. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, you know, I mean, listen, it, and I don't disrespect any artist, but just look at the Super Bowl halftime Super Bowl show, you know, last yeah. few years. I mean, right there says everything. And I'm not talking about black artists. They, you know, rap. Or, and that's uh, not what I'm saying. It's mainstream. Just, it's, it's just, it's just not, it's, it, it, you know, it's not, it's not what it was. No, it's all like pop, just like pop and really commercial, you know, yeah. like pack, packaged. For yeah. You kind it's of so, thing. I mean, I mean, listen, it's, you know, it's, yeah. You know, whether you like him or not, I mean, I, I heard an interview with Bon Jovi where he just said he could never work it out with the Super Bowl people. For I love reason. Bon Jovi. What's that? I love Bon Jovi. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you know, he's a great artist. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, it's like Bon Jovi, you know, but he said he could just never work it out. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, look, I rem I still remember Aerosmith. I mean, that was great. I mean, that was, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, even Shakira. I was like, okay. You Tom know, Petty was great. Cool. Prince was amazing. Oh, oh yeah. Prince? Yeah. 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 I mean, these, but these are showmen, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So they're showmen. And, you know, um, and, and, and that's the other thing. Like, I, I want to go see a rock band, you know, uh, you know, like the old, the, the Van Halens and the things like that. And, you know, that put on a show. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it like was the whole package, man. It was, yeah, like, you know, man. Yeah. You know, Kiss is still doing it because yeah. they, ha they have a show. Yeah, you know, you go see a show. It's yeah. like you know, it's it's theatrics. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just tired of the whole you know going up there just playing uh, you know what la 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 and you know and, and expecting people to love you because your yeah. music's so great. No, you got to work for it, man. No, so you got, are, you, you, are you and Billy and uh, Rod working on your makeup then? <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're really funny because that, I said that to Susan today. I said, I don't give a shit if we got to wear costumes, you know. I got, we got to give people a show. And she's just like crazy, you know. She's like, you're fucking crazy. You know, it's like, but I, I, I got to say this, and she'll probably watch this later and yell at me. But, you know, I want her to bring back David Lee Roth's assless pants. I said, you know, <laughs> I said Susan, you, you just got to wear, you know, you either, either well, you wear people. Here tonight. I said, you got to either wear chaps with no undies. I said, oh, you just got to wear the fucking leather pants with the assless, with your ass sticking out. And, you know, hey, let's and, start and, a petition. And the funny thing I'm is, sacrifice for your art. You know what? The funny thing is, she goes, I, I do that. You know, like, like that's funny. Like, I, you know, she goes, you know, so. Little does anyone know, I'm wearing assless chaps on every episode. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> you know, listen, it's, listen, hey, it's, it is what it is, you know, you know. But we do, Oops, you know, we, something. but it's really funny because we do have, you know, like the conversation, you know, from the 
artistry point where she's like, you know, I'm. A, she's like, well, how about if I said to you, take off your pants? And I'm, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I thought you. I don't know asked. why. Why anybody <laughs> would want to see that? But I mean, like, if that's what it takes, you know, it's like, it's just so funny. But uh, yeah, you know, it's like, why? Because people deserve a show. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, and it doesn't have to be of the sexual nature, but it, right. they deserve a show. You know, because people say a lot about you know. Me and Rob did uh we did a podcast about the Van Halen six pack, and then uh, Van Halen with uh, Sammy Hagar. Yeah, and people can say whatever they want. Oh, Roth doesn't this, uh, it. dude. Are you in that good of shape? And you know, yeah, dude, the guy. You, Fucking no zero body fat. He's right. a fucking performer. He's an athlete. Right. And sure, he smokes and has done blow for fucking forty years. But he can still the do greatest it. frontman of yeah. all time, in my opinion. Absolutely, I agree with you. And you know, people are like giving him shit. I'm like, he's not singing the track. You right. guys are used to mimicry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Versus, you know, like so. For instance, so. You know, uh, my ex-wife was a, a big Bon Jovi fan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I get it. I said, but you never saw Van Halen with David Lee Roth. Right. That's a whole nother fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then it was the heavyweight tour with Sammy and Dave. Right. So, uh, first show is in Chicago. Right. So we go, Dave headlines. And after she's like, oh, totally, oh, I get it. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, you know the guy... Just puts on a fucking show. My my son's first show, both of them. Uh, right. Seth was three. TJ was uh, seven. Right. David Lee Roth, three days after his knee surgery. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Hey. yeah. And he's say- not canceling because he broke a nail or broke his finger. Right. He sliced right. his nose open no, live right. on the Kimmel show. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Yeah. And, and you yeah. know. Hey, you yeah, know, that would price, the price like, of concert tickets yeah. nowadays. We we should get a show for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, no kidding. Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna have you know, like, listen, I'm I'm putting this big show together, hopefully, you no know, December, um, with these guys, and I will. We're gonna make the announcements and stuff, and we'd love to have you involved somehow. Oh um, hell yeah! And man. and you know what? And um, I'll get you all the details, and you could put it out to you know, blabbermouth or whatever you want. At least with the album, I'll you know, I'll give you whatever you need from me. Okay? Okay. Um, and and the thing is, you know what? We're gonna try to, you know, get take eight months um, to make some noise, and you know that's gonna be. I'm trying to off the record. This is totally. I mean, people watching it, but it's still off the record. I'm trying to get. So I would love to have Zebra of the oh, full band, yeah. I and it. I would love to have Joan Jet and and Project Gem as a triple bill on some of the shows dude i've um, seen joan jet 15 times man yeah i, I love joan and, and and you know didn't I, you gotta tell joey the story of uh seth oh dude great story go ahead tell me okay so seth it's like his it's his 10th birthday loves joan jet right right fucking loves joan jet so there's just two dates i'm like okay they're playing in joliet and then they're playing at boys town which is what the nickname is for um Halstead Street Days, which is the gay community. Okay. Right? And we're like, okay, whatever. So it's pouring rain. And I'm like, dude, Joliet's total redneck fucking Yeah. Uh-huh. It's going to be muddy. It's fucking raining. Drunk people, rednecks. I'm like, dude, if you were 15, I'd take you for the rock and roll moment. Right. But you're 10. <laughs> right. 
I'm like, they're playing over there. I said, you know, our buddies, Jimmy and Denny. He's like, yeah. I said, well, it's kind of like a community of all people like that. He's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, not a big conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we go there and uh, automatically, because, you know, I'm a weird magnet. So automatically we're like rush, you know, hey, well, hey look at me and Jason. We're, boom, we're in front <laughs> row, right? And he's the only kid out of like 50,000 people at this event. You know, it's big street fair. One kid. It's like, what do you, you know, yeah, because no, nobody right into the world, man. Fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. we're having a great time. So I put him up on my shoulders for just one song so he could, so Joan could see his hat that said that he made said, I love Joan Jett. Right. Someone fucking whips a fucking water bottle at his head. Oh. Hits him, right? Dude, have you ever heard 5,000 people hiss? <laughs> can imagine. At the same time, it was right. like, right, right. Dude, they kicked the crowd, kicked her out. Right. That was hilarious. So then yeah. took him off the shoulders. That at the end of the uh, when the encore came, security's like, "Hey, hand me your kid." I'm like, "For what?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm gonna put him up on stage." Awesome. I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm like, "Seth, don't worry," and I hand him over, yeah. and he got to sit on stage with Joan for the yeah for the whole encore. Joan, that's Jones. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, see, I love Joan. Yeah. That, that's just, you know, we, we, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, Rod, you, uh, you were at the last show, right, Rob? Yes, you I were, was. Yeah. You know, where, so the blonde kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, came on stage. So that was, uh, he was from Philadelphia with his parents. Yeah. Um, that was Susan's godson. He's never oh. seen her, never seen her play or anything like that. And, you know, we have a picture. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. It was his birthday, so I got him the guitar. You know, the kid is now he practices guitar. He's going for guitar lessons. There you go. You know, oh, wow. yeah. It, it, so, you know, moments like that is what music is about. Oh, absolutely. You know, we single handedly changed that kid's life. Absolutely. You know, meaning he has a good life anyway, but right. he now plays guitar. He's, he plays the air guitar. He has his home concerts, everything that we did. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm I've... saying? So it's, it's when I hear stories like that, it makes me extremely happy. Yeah. Cause um, when you, you see know, that moment of the influence hit, yeah, it was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. We changed his life forever. Your oh, son's oh. life has changed forever. So, oh. I mean, um, and again, you know, it, musicians today um, don't. And I'm not saying that all of them, please. Sure. Um, but you, you know, the old timers they still get it because it's like they went through this. I mean, you know, there's only one Rolling Stones, right? You know, there's only one Aerosmith. There's only one Led Zeppelin. You know, there's only one Sammy Hagar with Van Halen and David Lee Roth with Van Halen. But there's like 20 Kiss. There's 20 kids, you know, there's, there's, there's one, you know, you know, it's like, but we, we get what we're saying here. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, I want, I want to bring, again, we all want to bring that back. Yeah. And what I'm getting from industry and non-industry, that's eh, not the same. Those days are over. It's like, you know, it's like almost like the Ukrainians giving up right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. nah, man, you got to keep fucking fighting. Absolutely. You know, whether you, you know, we're not going to get into politics, but it's like you don't hear any of them saying, no, nah, it's over. But it's that's like, the know. whole thing about, you know, if you look at it from a rock and roll perspective, of course, that's what it is. You know, 
and the rock and roll attitude is to fight against it. Fuck off. We're doing it anyway. Right. And, and, you know, and keep fighting yeah. and, and Rob knows, man, it, Rob, listen, you know, the long Island scene, isn't that great. And, and you know, it I used mean, to be killer, right back in the day. I mean, well, uh, all great players came out of there. Yeah, Saturday, yeah they're, I mean. they're, they're they're. I mean, I'm learning how yeah. many uh, Long Island uh, musicians there really are. I, mean, I was just like, wow. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, you know, but we had the clubs back then too. I mean, yeah. Spit. You know, all these great places. Then we had even New York itself. We had all the Lamores clubs. We had the Cat Club, yeah. the China Club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and 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 they were nobody was doing covers. Yeah. That yeah. was all original, you know. So and peep, those places were packed. I mean, I used to play with. I opened for Steve Vai in '91. I, oh, you know, Larry Mitchell. I don't know if you guys know Larry Mitchell. I mean, Larry Mitchell used to come to my birthday parties and play, and we used to play. You know, I mean, like it was a scene of camaraderie yeah. of musicians, and um, and, and you know, when I today it's it's a different camaraderie. It's still a camaraderie of musicians, but you know. It's it wears the real support, and 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 the people aren't there. I'm not even talking about the musicians. I'm talking about the yeah. Is there a scene anymore? Yeah, and you know, and and, uh, and we can't blame it on COVID because I'm talking about before COVID. It was right. right. You know, so it's uh, so. But again, little little by little, I think that we're fighting to to bring it back. Um, and um, but until you know we make some some more noise, um, yeah. it's it's going to be a struggle. Like what I saw here in Chicago right before COVID hit was live music was now everywhere. Right. And sure, a lot of it's covers, but they, you know, but not all. No, no. I mean, listen. The fact that everyone was getting great sound systems. They were had lighting a proper stage. Yeah. So at least players could go out and play. Right. And like my, you know, musician friends who play in originals and they're kind of frustrated, but they could play more right but they choose not to i'm like well dude if you if are you a musician because if you want to be a working musician you can always do cover shows it'll pay exactly. you. that's what you want right you want to make money being a musician you're going to have to do that at your level today exactly not your level but you know what i mean there's yeah. local guys yeah you know? no i i i completely agree and you, you know you just I, I, the cliches, cliches, please don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Right. Uh, but you can't, you can't give up, you can't, you know. I, I, the shows that, regardless whether it's it's a road crew show or a Project Gem show or you know or Susan Aguilla show, um, and and again, I, I'm glad that Rob's with us because, listen, man, I bring in my own lights, right? I bring and crew, I bring in my own sound people, right? full crew i bring in you know uh everything i mean everything and and bro for that show there because that venue doesn't have a big stage i brought in my own stage crew they extend you know they gave susan the catwalk yeah you know and um and and you know and it's just something it's like so you 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 know susan i hit the stage with a 3500 base cost just to get on stage. Wow. Um, right. We spend anywhere up to $5,000 plus per show. I mean, we're putting on, you know, a, a show that any major band, that's why yeah. I'd rather do it now at Huntington at the Paramount. That's who I'm talking to. And, you know, you know, bring in the big guns there and spend the money and sell out the place 
you know, with Zebra and, and you know, hopefully Joan Jett and things like that, where at least I'll, I'll recoup my expenses. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And play to 1,500, 2,000 people. Yeah, and it's funny because when you hear people go like, oh, people, are, you know, oh, they're just complaining because they're not making money off of music. I'm like, well, dude, because you're stealing it. Right. <laughs> you, you know, like <laughs> if you worked all, all, all week and then we came to you on Friday right when you got the check and we went, Bleh. Yeah. It's like, what? It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it, yeah. that's what happens to musicians. I mean, listen, yeah. it's, you know, it's. And it um, used to be before you toured to supplement your record income. Right. And yeah. now there's no record income. So you have right. to constantly play. Right. You have the record company. That musicians have to play to make a living. Right. Yeah. But all the mu people who are musicians want to play every day to make their living. And, and you know, and, and and we do. I mean, Susan right now she's in um, Harrisburg playing mm -hmm. with the uh, orchestra there. She's doing uh, 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 Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three right. shows in Harrisburg. Um, and you know, she has a Disney contract. She works with Disney. She has um, a Broadway contract. Um, she so you know to supplement her income on the rock and roll thing. Yeah. Um. You know, she's. Uh, you know, she's doing all these uh, orchestra shows and yeah. classical shows, um, which is really, you know, a great, uh, you know, and I love seeing her do that. Right. Um, however, she wants to be rocking it out every freaking night, you know, five right. nights a week, you know, six, seven nights a week. Yeah, like a buddy of mine, he does, uh, he's the Christian rapper, but he's got a really good following. Right. You know, and he's doing some stuff for some soundtrack work and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, oh, man, I really want to play more. I said, well, dude, are you a singer? I'm like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, you're an Italian guy, portly. You look like Al Capone. Start kind of marketing yourself as Al Capone. You're from right. Chicago. Yeah. You'll get the, you know, Works. you'll get the element going. Yeah. I said, then, but what you can do, because you can sing classically, go jam with the jazz band. Right. Play with them. Go croon somewhere for fucking three months. Right. Exactly. You know, expand what you're going to do in your stuff. Don't be, you know, because a lot of like, you know, we grew up with a lot of metalhead guys yeah. and they stayed to their thing, whatever right. that was. Right. It's like, no, you got all this other stuff to color that music to make it bigger. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And why wouldn't you as a musician just to, to get the touch of that, you know? Right. You're You're absolutely right. It's it's just you have to you know kind of play with everyone and kind of get a feel of what's going on. I mean you know um, I'm 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 jazz trained, so I mean you yeah. know I, I used to do a lot of jazz work and I and I love it and you know but the thing is like listen again today um, if I could help um, you know musicians make money um, with their music right um, I'd be extremely happy and proud to be doing that um and i hope that we can get together and you know what feel free if you have any bands in chicago that that want to upload onto tick it doesn't cost them anything right I'll you know what i'm saying sure, and, and and um and, and you know what it's just like it, it's it, it it's just it's to get the word out and say yeah. hey you know we're we're banding together. We have this music. We want so everybody on the bottom of the screen, TikTokRock.com. Right there, sign up. Yeah, no matter what genre of music, no matter how many albums you have, if you That's hold it. rights, you're good to go. Right? As yeah, 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 yeah. No, listen, we're doing. You know, we're you know, um, yeah. And if you're small independent labels with multiple artists, 
where we let's talk, you know, again, talk to Joe. There's no no cost. I mean, right. you know, right now we just we, we just we the site's maintained There's and you know wanted to grow. Now it's these are singles, album. not albums, correct? I mean, listen, we can have full albums on there, but we break it into singles. Okay. We yeah. sell individual songs okay. instead of selling a whole album together. And yeah, reason yeah. being we could sell it two ninety nine mm-hmm. per right. song, yeah. a dollar for the band and expenses, you know. It yeah. just you know and I'm not kidding anybody. You know, not every song on every one of our, our albums is great. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, I heard even it. though even though I say they're all thrillers, no fillers, like David Lee Ross says. You right. know, uh, but you, you you know you're not going to like everything on an album. Well, even Led Zeppelin didn't have every song was great. Uh, exactly. I mean, so Sammy you know, throws the party, but I am the party. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll exactly. drink to that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And I'll have to do a killer Ace Fraley impression. By the way, oh, I yeah, love Ace. <laughs> Ace is a great guy, yeah. dude. I love him. What a great solo album, the first one, oh, and the output he's had over the past five years has been. Uh, oh. Great as a long, you know, lifelong fan. Well, his, you know his what? Last two couple albums have been killer too. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, good yeah. production and you know. anomaly. Um, so I'm take for the album for um, uh, coming out with uh, uh with Project Gem. Um, I'm 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 trying to bring in. Uh, we're in negotiations with a gentleman, a producer called Rob Freeman. Uh-huh. He um worked well he produced a lot of stuff the kiss twisted sister the go-go's um the ramones um he and he works uh, he worked with ace directly on those albums that you're talking about engineered and produced rob freeman um was the owner of a studio that is well that was radio in radio city music hall I think it was called a Plaza Studios or something. I, I don't hold me to that. And um, he's currently living in, in Florida. Um, and so we're trying to pull him to New York to do the session sessions nice. with us for the album. Um, I think it'll be nostalgic and it would be really great because I do love the classic Ace Freely back in the day sound. Oh, man. Rocco's favorite song of, you know, of the entire Kiss catalog is Speeding Back to My Baby. Oh yeah, Dude, oh that yeah. Song is you know Anton Fig out of South Africa comes out of nowhere, right? <laughs> well, I give a shout out to Ace Freely in Rocco's Groove Thing, and uh, you'll hear it. It's ba- I use the Les Paul. I'm I'm I I use you know the Music Man's, and I'm trying to have the Music Man split everything the way the Les Pauls are split, and put yeah. the toggle up here because I just like that. Yeah. kind of thing but anyway ace really does that thing where he shuts the pickups you know his and he just goes doo, 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 yeah. Doo. Yeah. so there's one all we have in the song is and you'll hear it, it when you listen to the song it just goes boop, 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 and that's my ode to ace really <laughs> when i did it and i was like i you know so all i did was bend the note and just fucking went and just fades out right and 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 you know everybody in the studio is like holy shit you know like i mean like Duh, everybody does it. But oh, the yeah, point yeah. was, I, we took out the Norman lines Greenbaum. before it and the lines after it. I said, yeah. just leave that in there. <laughs> and, and it comes out of nowhere. But right. I don't give a fuck. Like, it didn't need an introduction. You know, it's like, if you know Ace Freely, you know that that's, yeah. you know, like, hey, Ace, this is for you. So, yeah. you know, shit like that yeah. is what kids today 
need to learn. However, I feel that the younger generation is grabbing it. Long hair is coming back. I mean, you know, not that that the long hair is mullet. The, the epitome of yeah, well, the mullet. You know, the right. epitome. I of mean, when we when we grew up having long hair because I had long hair down on my ass for twenty years, it was part of the lifestyle. If, exactly. if you had long hair and you weren't a musician, what the fuck are you? Hit? Why do you have long hair? You know, <laughs> I'm happy you say that um, because you know. you're absolutely right. And, you know, and because uh, I get shit, you know, you can cut your hair, you know, age appropriate. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I, I'm like, I wouldn't feel the same. Yeah. I'd have long hair still. I just didn't want to look like Mick Fleetwood, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, listen, I, I feel but, like you know, once I shave my head, Joey, people didn't ask me to for the fucking time either. You know, well, you know what it is? <laughs> it's really funny. But I said, you know what? When I stop performing live, I will cut my hair. You know, there you go. it's like it's it's right. not even though I wear it in a ponytail. Right. It doesn't matter. Like, I just I don't feel like any for me, it's right. just, just my personal opinion. I just feel that listen, I owe it. It's not easy to manage, man. Right. Don't you think I want a nice, good looking uh haircut when I'm wearing a nicer suit or whatever, right? But you know, I gotta keep it back or down, it looks sloppy, whatever. But it's my sacrifice for my art. I right. feel that when people come to my shows, that it sounds stupid, but it's like I, it's what you're paying for. Right. You're paying for the whole thing. Yeah. You know, you're not just paying for me to say, oh yeah, I'm a week. You know, I, I just do this on Friday nights. You know, to to you know to jerk off or something. This right. is who I am, man. It's like and. Um, so yeah, so I just feel that you know when you go to a show, you got to give them everything. Yeah. You got to give them. Everybody's using no more amps, right? Bullshit. I bring ask <laughs> how many fucking stacks that I have. On oh yeah, stage. yeah. You had like, like what four? Yeah, you're gonna come on both sides of the stage. Yeah. So it's like you're gonna come see Joey Jim. I'm giving you the Marshall stacks. I'm giving you fucking the long hair. I'm giving you the, you know, the crazy ass guitar playing. I'm giving you the tricks. I'm giving you the, you know, why? Because you're there to be entertained. Right. Okay. You know what? If you want to go see, and, and you know, Susan, I joke yeah. about this. If you want to go see a classical show and sit there, then go to the fucking Carnegie Hall and you'll get that. You know what I right. mean? But, you know, and you'll get great musicians and great music. Um, But when I perform... It's about everything, Visual. right? It's it's everything, you know, and it's like it, you know, it's part of the show, it's part of the music. Yeah, it's like part the of what we the grew up with that I work at on the weekends, right? So I, you know, to off, you know, you know how it is. You got to have other shit going on, right? Yeah. So she's telling me, she's like, "Hey, I'm like, hey, where have you been? Past couple of weeks, she's been gone. She's like, oh, we had the musical. I'm like, oh, great, tell me about it, you know, because she had a solo, right? And uh. You know, her, her mom's a vocal coach for the past 30 years, so she's really, you know, an uh, incredible singer and, um, you know, may not have, um, uh, may not get cast for certain reasons that are totally stupid and, right, right. you know, whatever. But um, so she's like, yeah, she's like, so it went great. This, that, and the other, da, 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 da. Went to get my solo and my mic died. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, kick ass. I'm like, yeah. that's badass i'm like yeah and she's like what i'm like yeah next time it happens you got it yeah you know and she's like yeah my my coach was like tech you know or uh the director was texting that they could hear in the back row yeah, yeah. i'm like well singing's all about projection right mm-hmm. do it you know yeah. mics weren't always around yeah 
Yeah. Right. You're, you're, right. you're on stage. You're you're projecting. You no, know? you're right. You're right. And it, you're absolutely 100% right. You know, so I'm like, that's a great experience for you to have before you're on a live show getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, and you, you always have to be prepared. Not, I wouldn't say prepared. You know, a true pro deals with it and, right. and something great comes out of it. Um, you know, when I, you know, my biggest moment on stage was when I finally got to play with Billy and Rod live that night that, you know, 20 and whatever at, at uh, Stereo Garden there. Um, I had my guitars, big mistake, um, worked on that day. Oh, so <laughs> it was so cold. How so cold was it? Cold. When I got on stage, my, uh, my top three, the bottom three strings were fretting out. Yeah. And you, from the video and from the photo, you can't tell. But I was like a a captain in a plane going down, right? And we were about to hit the fucking ground. And I was <laughs> so calm, just playing the song, yeah, looking at my pedal board, looking at my guitar, my toggle, my volume knob, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on right you know and 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 i have to admit like i said wow i'm here billy's there billy's you know smiling at me you know and i'm guitars fretting out mm -hmm. it took well i had to change guitars that's that's basically what i had to do right, right. pick up another guitar but the thing is was like i went through about two songs before i made that decision you know i was like right, I was like, right something's not right here right, right, right. Fucking, played it through and i heard the tracks and i'm like okay i mean you know even though the guitar was fretting out something was coming out yeah. nobody had a clue you know what i mean and yeah. and if they did who really gave a shit you know what i'm yeah. saying like, I it was part of the live of, experience yeah so i've directed a bunch of smaller stuff and then i second united a bunch of bigger commercials and that of that yeah and my the best direction i ever would give is this hey the only one who knows you're nervous is right. you. Exactly. Nobody else knows. You're right. No one knows, man. Well, this is well, so, let's see. you know, it's only you that you're tripping yourself up in your head. Exactly. Everyone you know, else is fucking digging it. Well, even a funnier <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And and the other thing is, you know, for musicians or anybody, any yeah. act like with the gun that you know, they kill that actress, right? And as a special effects guy who was a gun wrangler. Exactly. You know, listen, that listen. motherfucker needs to pay, be in jail, and exactly. all types of things, man. Yes. You know, and as a. You're you Alec know, Baldwin. Al, right, exactly. Well, my point <laughs> is, my point is, you know, as an actor or as a, as a musician, yeah. you need to know your equipment. Yeah. Right. You think, you know, oh, I have a guitar tech. He's doing everything. Bullshit. Right. right. So. I, listen, this kid, I love him, so you know I didn't get mad at him. But you know, my biggest night back on first time on stage in a long time, mm -hmm. I said to him from backstage, I said, "Is my amp off of standby?" Oh yeah, everything's gone, everything's great. Anyway, Rod Morgenstein, big crash, crash, no fucking guitar. I knew right away. I said, this right. motherfucker never took me off a of standby. So I went back, hit the button, boom, and I was right in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then I look for where he is. He's standing up there on the just enjoying the show. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, 
you're supposed to be there helping me out, you know? But again, Absolutely. These are the things that happen. I, I mean, I didn't even get mad at the guy. I never used them again. Right, but the right, point right. was like, <laughs> right, it, it, yeah. it was just like, oh, my God, you had one job. Yeah, I set everything everything up myself. Thank God. And you can't trip yourself up during a show worrying about that shit because now it's the next second. Exactly. So you know, so you know, so that that comes with experience. But and I'm glad that shit like that does happen because you know what? It it just shows the humanity of it, the the reality, that little bit of magic. You know. Yeah, and and you know, it just and and actually that breaks the ice more than anything. Yeah, because you know, we're human now. Yeah, because once that happens, it's you know it's it's all good. So, but I, I just again like you know, I'm and 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 again, Rob is a good good person, good friend of mine. Um, I I love music. That's why I'm doing this. Well, yeah. the funny thing is about what you had, you just said is that when I I reached out to Joey for a um, photo pass because uh, you know I wanted to do a thing for the uh, Long Island sounds and stuff like that. And I had never seen him before, never saw a picture. So I didn't really know <laughs> who Joey was. So I get up to the um, the ticket takers, and my name wasn't on the list. Right, right, yes. And uh, I'm like, well, uh, I have a contact for uh, Joey Gem. And uh, here comes Joey. And it's like, are you Joey? Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he told the people who, who – um, who I was and everything like that. Oh yeah, everything's cool, you know, blah blah blah. So I get in, but the the thing that stuck with me the most was that he actually took the time to come out from the dressing room, from a sound check, rehearsal, whatever they were doing backstage, and it just showed me what kind of person that Joey was. And I'm not going to cut down any other yeah, local bands or tribute bands have- in yeah. the, in the area, but they didn't do that. Hmm. And it's funny how. Even when I was working at the casino, the prima donnas were the local musicians. And when we had top-notch musicians coming into the casino, it's like they were genuine people. It's like they appreciated um, those of us that were, you know, below them. And they appreciated us. And that's what I liked about Joey the most is that he actually took the time to come from backstage out to the ticket takers and say yes he is supposed to be on the list he's the photographer for the night and um that kind of like set the whole you know how how joey got joey and i got to this level that we are now Hmm. that he actually he's a genuine guy thank you thank you yeah respect goes a long way it sure does (laughs) everybody right you know yeah i mean the three yeah, the three words I had on the board when the kids were small, like truth, respect, loyalty. If they did something, go read it to the board. What does it say? Read it three times. Why? Without truth, you don't get no respect. Without respect, you have no loyalty. I'm like, that's everything. No, you're right, man. You're right. And, and thank you for that, Rob, because, mm-hmm. you know, it is it is so important to, to really. Um... And that's why we're still friends to this day, because, you know, yeah. you're genuine. Well, the people that wind up working for the longest time are the real deal. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah, the other ones burn out, or they, you know, become too important, self-important, and yep. you know, they make it about them rather than about the music. Absolutely, because you're just a vessel. I'm just a vessel for the books I write. You know, uh, right? You know, you, you're absolutely. And I, I'm, I, you I'm know, sure. and you, you said the right word. We are vessels. 
Yeah, you know, and um, and, and basically, you know, it, it's in it, uh, people don't under sometimes don't understand how difficult writing a book or writing a song is. I mean, they mm -hmm. think it's you know, it, it may look easy because oh yeah, right. I put it together. But I had someone give me shit. I was working you know three years into this book, and I have multiple things going on. And, right. you know, so they don't really know know me. You know, I like like you. I've got seventeen thousand things fucking going on all the way. Right. Like oh, still working on that book. Yeah, I'm like it's 400 fucking pages. Exactly, man. I'm like, you I'm like, how long does it take you to write a half page email? He's like, sometimes three hours. I'm like, good, go fuck yourself. Three hours. <laughs> well, I'm 400 pages, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm making fun of Jesus and the media, so fuck off. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the whole thing is, you know, um, people don't know the amount of time. Like, you have to lock yourself away to do the work. No, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and, and that's, you know, it's just, it's just really, it's truly funny. It's like, um, uh, you people, as so I was doing an interview, um, for ABC or something, TV podcast, you know, that type of stuff. And, you know, they insisted on me taking off my sunglasses, which is fine. I can take off my sunglasses. I don't care. You know, I'm the same person, you know, but I said, you know, branding is so, important right right you know and that's and, what these know, glasses and the hat is right for this show it's branding yeah. right yeah. and you know and people know me um because of my orange guitar yeah and they know the sunglasses they're square and they're big they're not round yeah. i don't wear a different type of sunglass every time you know you so right right you know i mean even you know the shade you know i took the beard off and now summertime just wear to go tea want right. to have some kind of facial hair um it's very marketing and branding right. it's it, it's so important and i've been dude give I, do an album giveaway with people trying on Joy Gem fucking glasses. Well, that's the point. You know, it's you're absolutely <laughs> right. And you know what? And even the guitar. I'll yeah. be at shows, okay? That people are, you know, first time they've seen the band, we're opening for someone, and yeah, they'll yeah. be like, "That guitar, I saw it. You, th that guitar, I saw it with Billy Sheehan." It's like they don't know me. Right, they right, don't right. know that I couldn't even fucking play. Right. You know, they I'm know like a drummer. Player. I don't even look like a guitar player. But they're like, they're guitar like, tech. they know that guitar. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that's what you want. You know, it's like, it's, it, that's the branding. Yeah. You know, yeah there you so, go. It's so important. Like people, you know, Eddie Van Halen, that red, bright stripe. Dude, I was so bummed oh, yeah. when Eddie stopped striping. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. Now, yeah. I well, you like, use the regular dude, guitar. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. but come on, yeah, yeah. you know, he Eddie, yeah, he uh, but now his son is still, you know, with the striped dance, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. pushing it all again, you know, um, it's like it's just it's, but again, the you know, music is not, I mean, listen, back in the 60s, 70s, and you know, uh, 80s, you know, it was, it was a little different, but today to stand out. To stand out, you have to have a brand, yeah, and you have to stick with it, mm -hmm. and then it helps the music grow. Right. You know, I, I don't know if that's fortunate or unfortunate, but the thing is that you know you can branding is so important, and um, and you know that that's another thing. It's like to separate yourself, and I tell bands, you know, this because back in the, when right before Nirvana made it, right. Mm -hmm. um, 
we were showcasing my band was showcasing for uh we at the cat club china club uh one of the two um a polygram records warner brother records and atlantic might have been in that mix okay and it, unfortunately hair band music was going out um nirvana just came out with their first yeah, album and and pearl jam Pro, you're right, Pearl Jam. So we were, we were, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, exactly. What and, and you know, and and you know, we were, but what we were told was, um, from all three AR people, the same thing they said, you guys look like five guys in five different bands, uh, meaning you had no brand, you yeah. didn't have, you didn't, you know, and that always stuck with me. Because um, I, I, even though we, you guys are good, but you have no identity. Right. It, it, it's like because you, you look like you're all trying to do something else. Right. And um, and that just truly. So what I started doing, you know, and especially now is develop my own brand. Right. And but whether I'm with, you know, Road Crew or or Joey Jam or Ozzy Osbourne. People will be like, oh, fuck, that's the guy with the orange guitar. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're going to see. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and then the sound and all of that comes like, with There's it. one person I do feel sorry for being stuck with the brand, and that's the dude who wears the chicken bucket on his head. <laughs> oh, Buckethead? <laughs> yeah. Buckethead. Yeah. yeah. I get it, but, dude, what a curse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, it's like, dude, that's got to be hot as fuck under there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. you know, he did the right thing. But <laughs> yeah, it's one thing when you're 20 and you, you yeah. don't care because, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 helps yeah. or whatever. But, you know, holy crap. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's uh, the gentle, the beautiful, the wonderful guy that we saw with uh, Billy Sheehan, uh, Rob, uh, play um, uh, with the double neck? What's his name? With Oh, my God. Oh, oh Bumble, Ron Bumblefoot. Bumblefoot. Right, all right, Bumble. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, Ron, Ron, he, uh, he, I mean, he's just an amazing. Didn't he have a gimmick too? For a while? he's got the he's got the uh, braided beard, the braided beard, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes I mix him up with Buckethead. You know, I mean, I know Ron, <laughs> I do too. Right, you do. <laughs> I'll have the same conversation with Rob. He's like, "No, you mean Buckethead?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah." Right. I get it. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, he um, he's an amazing guitar player. Another oh, oh my god, sure. what a sweetheart of a gentleman. Yeah, you know, he oh, really is. Yeah, um, so listen, man, you know it's like, but everybody has a, a cool branding. I mean, even Zach Wild. I mean, Zach has his got his thing. You know, right. um, it's it's like it's just Slash. I mean, uh, you know, he's got his thing. It's like you know, it's like you can't can't miss some. You can't make a mistake when you see Slash. You know. Oh, for sure. And. For sure. Um, <laughs> People can't even wear a top hat. You wear a top hat, you're trying to imitate Slash. That's right. How cool is that? You know, right. it's like he 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 trademarked a freaking top hat. Yeah, the only yeah. one who can get by with that is Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Alice Cooper, yeah, and he's not a good never thought of that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, uh -huh. um, but listen, I, it's just so amazing how uh, you know there's so many uh, great. Oh, I got I got another bitch. This is a bitching. This is a bitching moment. Uh oh. No, this is really cool though. It's it's got nothing to do with you know anybody that's anybody. What drives me crazy when I was trying to put together, you know, I have J uh, Jordan and Susan's band most of the time, um, but when I was looking for a drummer, you know, I was trying to get like a female flair to back up Susan. Sure. And you call up, uh, you know, all of these YouTube uh, drummers 
that are like, oh my God, I got, you know, whatever, so many views and they're playing all covers. But they can't play an original song. Fuck. Not one of them wow. came out of their shell. Really? To play to to play with Susan. And I was just like, you know, I'm not putting them down. Right. But I had to question I'm like, if you're a YouTube drummer, you know, I'm not talking about guys like Jordan Canada. I'm talking about like people playing to cover tunes. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And you're putting on all these videos. Mm -hmm. Are you really a musician? Are you really a drummer? Right. Like, you know, it's like you wouldn't step out of your comfort zone because, yeah, could you do it? Right. You know, I mean, to say no. Then, then I had another person. This is the best. We're all musicians here. You were referred to me. I call you up and I said, can you f do fill in for Jordan? Okay. Our drummer. Uh, he's on tour with Slaughter. And I said, um, uh, can you do no, Tokyo shows? Fist? What's that? Tokyo Fist. Yeah. yeah, well, no, no, yeah, but he was, uh, Jordan was doing some other things too. Oh, and at the time, and I saw him at Tokyo Motor Fist. Great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan's amazing. And this person said, no, I only travel for tribute music. Wow. Mm. I was like, I was offering him at the time like 500 for the show, one show. Mm hmm. I was not, this is not Jordan. Let me make myself very clear here. Jordan, I love Jordan. Just got nothing to do with Jordan. This was a guy I needed to fill in for Susan while Jordan was on tour. Right. And, um, and I, and I could not believe the response. Yeah. Well, you know, Joey, the other thing is too, I mean, like, you, you know, and I mean, not just me. I mean, a lot, a lot of people know it when, when you're a musician, I mean, like, especially guys our age, you know, back in the day when you, you know, you sweat it out in the garage or the basement or whatever. There's a lot of a lot of these Instagram cats and YouTube guys. I mean, they're great. Their technique's great. But, I mean, I don't know that they've all ever had that. You know, there's a certain thing, as we all know, that when you're playing with other human beings, there's like a – that's a whole other thing besides – Oh, the alchemy is missing. The alchemy of it all. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, when yeah. people oh. go to me like, I've paid my dues. I said, really? Can you tell me how you paid your dues? Well, yes. I tried out for American Idol twice. No. <laughs> and I, I, I karaoke every Thursday. No. No, like, you're no. right. No, no. It's like, no, <laughs> look at Van Halen. They played, you know, fucking four sets a night. You know, yes. All the people that we came up with played four sets a night. Yes. All cover music, slipped, yes. slipped in some originals in there. And yes. you played everybody because that's how you learn. Exactly. And you play There's no journeyman anymore. Yes, and you play with different players and There's different There's a bunch fields. of apprentices and then the master class. Right. You yeah. know, so when you get answers like that, when you have real money for a musician on the table, 500 bucks for one show, right. and, you know, you'll pay all their expenses, right. and, and they tell you, I only travel for tribute music. Right. First of all, that makes no sense. Like, no. Okay, I remember when people would split right. 50 bucks between five dudes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, right. You know, and it cost them 150 to get to the show. Right. Yeah. You know what like, that tells me, though? When somebody's saying that, that tells me that, number one, they can't improvise. Right. And they, they right. don't know how to play off their their bandmates. You know? Exactly. They have no chemistry. No chemistry. And, yeah. and another thing, I, I immediately said, well, this person doesn't want to put in the work to learn anything. 
Right. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Because he just yeah. wants to do what he wants. He knows. Right. So he doesn't have yeah. to put any work. Right. I mean, that was so sad. Yeah. And um, he'll be selling insurance in two weeks. But you know, that's what I'm talking about, man. It was sad. It wasn't like I'm disappointed. Like I shouldn't say disappointed. I was. I wasn't mad. I wasn't. Um, I was disappointed at the music part of it, the musicianship. But I was like, man, that's a weird answer. Yeah, I'd right. rather him say, "Hey, man, I think you suck, and I don't want to play with you." Um, than that, you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. "Okay, five hundred right. bucks trip to New York, fuck it." You know, I, get, man, I get to get on stage. You know, Come on. Yeah. You know? And then you get, you know, you get the guys that you know um, and, and ladies that I'm playing with who are all um, virtuosic musicians, virtuoso musicians, and you know, and they sit there and they're like, "Hey, man." I love doing what you do. Just let me know I'm there. I yeah. mean, I saw Rod uh, Morgenstein on an interview, and um, and he started talking about me. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Rod is talking about me," you know. <laughs> and, and you know, he's like, "Yeah," you know, and he said such beautiful things. And yeah. and again, I don't want him to say, "Hey, he's you know Steve Morris," or he's you know. I'm not looking for that. He, you know, he what his big compliment was Joey's full of music. Anything he does is musical. And that is huge. Yeah, that is huge, yeah. Coming mm -hmm. from a cat like that, yep. you know? So, uh, you know, then, then, then it's really funny because um, I do have my own, you know, maybe I have like seven fans in, a, you know, in the world. So uh, <laughs> Billy, poor Billy's on an interview. <laughs> and, and I'm watching the interview and some... <laughs> Some fan calls up and goes, "Hey Billy, uh, tell me more about Joey Jemu." <laughs> <laughs> That's I, awesome. I, I, I saw Billy's face. Did they recognize your voice? He's like, "Hey man," he's like, "Joey, give me a call. You know, let's get together." Like, what? You're talking about fucking Steve Hyde. You're talking about Paul Gilbert, and you're talking uh, about these master shredders. Richard and the guy's like, hey man, let's talk about Joey Jeff. <laughs> I actually, I, I had a text really later. I said, dude, I am so sorry. <laughs> you had nothing to do with that, That's man. Great, man. That's I awesome. know, but I felt so bad, like that. You know, the association was right, made, right, right, and and you know, and, and, that would have made my day. That, I'd have been like. He goes, that's he goes, it's great, man. He goes, that's what this is about. Yeah. He's right, like, right. you know, and but I was it was so funny, you know, yeah, it's like awesome. so because you know, I still I in no way see myself anything like that. So when shit like that happens, I just start cracking up, you know. Oh, dude, <laughs> you gotta post that post that interview. I got you know, I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna post it, but I, I really I apologized to him. I was like, Billy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He was laughing, you know, right. but uh, yeah, man, this is this is what it's about. It's a lovely thing. And I, I'm just blessed to have friends like you guys now and 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 those and, you know, musicians like that, that we grew up admiring. Right. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, and uh, oh. being, oh, my God, buying the albums. I still remember, yeah. you know, Talis. And I remember the first David Lee Roth album with, you know, uh, Tobacco Row and all that, whatever, oh. all that shit yeah. that mm -hmm. Steve was on and Billy was, uh, you know, Billy and the album, you know, so it's amazing, man. It's amazing, um, you know, how how the world, uh, you know, where we are now. You know, um, I often think about, uh, you know, because Billy mentioned it that Eddie talked to him a couple times about yes. Van Halen now publicly. And 
<clears throat> I can't even imagine what that would have sounded like. Yeah. Well, I have the whole. It would not have sounded anything like the DLR band because oh, no. after the first album, Dave got too much in his head, and then other things happened. But you know, yeah, I still respect I, Dave, but yeah, absolutely. But, you know. Well, the story on that, from you know, uh, a, a little bit of the story, mm -hmm. um, from what, uh, I, and I don't like to tell Billy's stories because you know I don't want to ever say the wrong thing, but I, I, I believe I'm not speaking out of turn here. So when David Lee, when Billy got the call to try out for Van Halen. Mm -hmm. I don't know what was going on um, with with uh, Michael Anthony. Um, it, it, no, David Lee Roth called Billy and said, come to L.A. I want you to audition or whatever it was. Right. So Billy went to L.A. not knowing that David left Van Halen. OK. So what Billy did was he called Eddie. And said, hey, man, I'm coming to L.A. I'm going to be jamming with you. And Eddie's like, what are you talking about? And, and, like, Billy's like, because uh, Michael <laughs> Anthony was still in the band. Right. And, and, and he's like, well, Dave called me. And and then Billy found out that David left. Oh. So there was friction between Billy and Eddie. Uh, because oh, Eddie didn't want Billy to go with Dave. Right, because Eddie's like, oh, dude. Well, they, you know, and Eddie was a little bit, uh, God bless him, of a of a control freak. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, so, so Billy was really in a pickle. Um, yeah, no kidding. Because he's like, oh fuck, like you know, right. you like, like now Eddie's pissed at me because I'm playing right. with Dave, and um, and then I don't know if it, the the well then when Billy. You know, because there was a time when Billy had to leave the David Lee Roth band. He was no longer there. Yeah. Rumor has it that Billy had some um, relations with one of, like, David Lee Roth's main cats or whatever. You Jesus. Know? Yeah, so then, so then when Billy got back on the bus... And everybody found out, you know, Steve, I was like, ooh, you, you, you know, you <laughs> fucked up with the boss. You know, I was like, and he was like, what? He's like, you're not in the band anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. And that's when they brought in the the drummer's brother, Bissonette or whatever. Brother, yes. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, when, when, you, when you hang and, I, and again, like I said, I don't tell stories because I, I don't like speaking for these guys right, right, right. big to speak about speak yeah. for and um but you know i'm sure these are innocent long time ago stories that nobody gives yeah. a shit about anymore right. that's however what rolls all about well that's what i'm saying there's somebody you know i mean and i've heard them all i've heard you know i've heard um there's some Ingve stories that I just don't want to tell. Because oh, dude, I've got a great Ingve story. Yeah, tell me the, you, you, yeah, this oh is my yeah, god, you could get in trouble because no, you know if I get called to do one of those tours, I, I don't want to face the guy. Oh, no. oh, this <laughs> has nothing to do with Joey Gem. No association. This happened back in 30 years ago when all of me and Rob and Jason were going to school together. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so there's this guy Mike uh, Mike Vader. I think he wound up releasing a, one album under the Vader. Name. Yeah, but wasn't he dating the uh, girl from Expose too at the time? Could be. Remember when Expose was you know back in the '90s and stuff? Yeah, I remember like, Expose. I think this Mike Vader was actually dating the lead singer of Expose. Yeah. So we're partying one night, and and he's talking about. He's like, yeah, one of the jobs I do. 
is when Ingve goes out on tour, I take care of his cats in his house. Right. I'm like, oh. And me and my buddy Brian Topel, we had just did a meet and greet with Ingve, and he'd already gone through like four singers in like two years. And I was a metal singer, and a, you know, so everyone's bringing shit to sign. I didn't bring anything. Brian didn't give, bring anything. We're just there to give him shit. You know what I mean? And it's probably a stupid move, but you're cocky when you're fucking 20, you know? Sure. <laughs> so I go up to him. I'm like, hey. I'm like, Ingve. I'm like, uh, so I'm like, do you have issues with lead singers or is it them? You know, because like, seriously, though. because like your music's phenomenal, but dude, you're not catching anyone because you're swapping singers every, you know, half album. Right. You know? You know, Jeff Scott Soto never got to, you know, there was another singer singing on stage to the music video. You don't remember. You'll never forget. Right. Joel and, Turner. and he's like, oh, it's the singers. They have lead singer disease. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, so anyway, so then me and Mike are talking and we're hammered. This is like two in the morning. I'm like, dude, give me his phone number. And he's like, why? I'm like, I'm going to fuck with them. He's like, okay. You know. Right. In the morning after what we were, you know, ingesting at that time and, you know, in the, <laughs> the state of the world, the way it was and being who we were, that was acceptable. So I would do that for like the next two years. I would randomly call. Hypothetically, I would randomly <laughs> call and I do voices. I would be like, hello, Mr. Malmstein. This is uh, Inspector Johnson with the Internal Revenue Service. And because of your immigration status, we need to know about... And I would leave like these rambling right, like, right, right. five minute IRS fucking voicemails oh, every like four or five months just to fuck with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's you great. probably bugged him to some extent. And this is before caller ID. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, that's and then great. just one day I just stopped doing it. But you that's know, that's awesome. Oh, my God. It was so funny. You like, know, yeah, it's it's uh, one thing about. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ingve's a character, man. I mean, and we told him, we're like, dude, you can't do what you're doing at the bar on the bar right at button south <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah dude button south, he gets arrested like 15 minutes after you tell him dude don't do that on the bar with that cutting device yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> been there you know <laughs> yeah. yeah he yeah he didn't give a shit yeah. oh my like, god yeah it was so, you know and you know speaking... we went to school with uh marilyn manson in the spring. right 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 well yeah, and, so. and speaking of joe lynn turner um, so before Don Chaffin was singer of Road Crew, uh, Joe Lynn Turner was going to be the guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, he just ha he had a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, at that time. And so we went, you know, and they, they, they were, actually, I, I didn't even meet Don yet. So it wasn't like I had a, it was an option. Um, yeah. Joe Lynn Turner, uh, Joe Lynn was, was um, referred. And and um, and that's it. Then he had a heart attack. He was he was doing whatever he was doing, and you know. So it's just funny how the world takes different turns, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, oh, but sure. it's it's just um, it, you know. But anyway, listen. You know, it's it's really I I um I, in, I enjoy what you guys are doing. It's it's a great just just a great vamp. You know, to to everything. It's 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 a lot of fun. You know, Absolutely, I, man. I, I have I want, a question for you. Yeah. So what's your opinion on bands? You know, once you've been, if you're a legacy band, people die. Mm -hmm. um, people retire. They change venue yes. to something else. What's your opinion on people going out under 
a certain name, their brand, and what percentage is it still the band? Queens, right? You know? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, let's say, okay, for instance, uh, let's use Queen as an example. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> I think when I saw that kid on uh, American Adam. Idol, Adam. Yeah. And I saw him with Kiss. Yeah. I don't know what it was, even though he didn't win. I said, this kid's magic, right? But the first time he performed, I'm like, that dude's winning. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter if he doesn't win win, he fucking won. And this before I even knew he was, you know, gay or it doesn't even matter. You know, like doesn't no, matter. it doesn't. Who cares? You know, yeah. yeah it, you know, you know, he came out later, but like the whole thing, and it, again, it doesn't matter. The whole point I'm trying to say is right. when I saw him go toe to toe with Kiss, yeah, I said this kid's a fucking star. So right. something like that is major because you have to make the band is there. Right. Now you get a band like Foreigner. Who I don't, I don't okay. even know. If they I didn't want to be specific, but I'm glad you caught what I was talking about. Yeah, they, they, yeah. that's not foreigner anymore. I okay. mean, it, that's a tribute band, right? You know, as great as they are, and you know, their manager—I forgot his name. Um, he's like Zeppelin's original guy, or with he was with Atlantic Records too. But regardless, I, I forgot his name right now. Right. Um, but not, yeah, yeah, foreigner. You know, no disrespect to foreigner uh, and their. Right, I guess their brand, yeah. um, but it's not foreign. Yeah, so, Jeff Wilson on bass, you know, from Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and you, you know, you know, you, you get a band like, um, you know, you know, Kiss, who's yeah, it's you know, it's it's Paul Stanley, and right. and, and you know, I mean, you you even get a, a band like you know, with with all due respect, um, it, uh, it's like. You, even you know Sabbath. The Sabbath is still Sabbath. They have Giza Butler. They had you know. Um, they yeah. Have, they went through a weird period there. They went through a weird period. You know. Um, I mean, the best guy that just transitions himself is fucking Ozzy. Doesn't matter who he plays with. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Another band. Uh, you see. See. This is this is really funny. White Snake. Right. Yep. They should just call it the David Coverdale band. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, um, and and so it's like so guys like that, you know, things like that. And it's really interesting because I was having this conversation with Susan, and I said, Susan, you know, because she has a Susan Aguilla band, right? It's mm -hmm. it's her music and everything, and now we're writing stuff for Project Gem. I go, you gotta understand something because of the the, the years of age difference. I said you know what, we may go out there maybe for two years or three years with Billy and Rod, right? You know, mm -hmm. so we have to, Project Gem, what I always wanted it to, to, to be is a project where we're allowed to work with different music, great musicians. Like interchangeable yeah. parts, yeah. And, uh, and, and create great music. A collective. Exactly. And it, it doesn't necessarily, necessarily matter in this situation, it matters because of the 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 power of, of these players. You know what I'm saying? Right. The the reputation. Um, but you know what? I would love to go out there and you know do a jazz song with Project Gem. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. have Al Demiola sit in with me, or you know something like that. Monster. So um, Project Gem was more of a open ended project. Um, and, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to now confine it more to a band. So this way we're not wearing too many hats right. and people can, um, relate to it. Right. Sure. But it's like you mentioned the G3 or the G4 concerts, right. You know, Nuno Bentecourt came in later and there was Ingwe, there was Zach. There was, that's a cool concept. Right. right because yeah. you know what you don't know what you're going to get in two years who's going to be together so right. that's a cool project so that's yeah. project g whatever guitar force yeah know? like i have i have a couple of buddies they have 
you know, there's their bands and they have anywhere between six and 10 members per show. Right. And you never know who's showing up. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, right now we want it because we want to mainstream it. Sure. And we want to do, you know, um, uh, hopefully, you know, sell out a few shows and um, and you never know where it's going to take you right. Um, and write some real solid band orientated music, which I want to bring the next point really quick. Um, I told the, the, the band Project Gem. I'm the split sheets, what we call in the industry for all the rights and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm splitting it evenly across the board. Like I like that whole thing when you look at a band like Van Halen and it was, you know, Michael Anthony, David Lee Roth, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Van, Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25. written music, written words of music by, and all of their names, yeah. and I, I just and I put that out there to them uh, to them this week. I yeah. literally two days ago, um, you know, I said I want Eric. Well, David Lee Roth had to sue Van Halen, right? Exactly, and because you, you he know, was getting ten cents per album, and Michael Anthony was getting a quarter. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know exactly where I really, I truly want to, yeah. because it doesn't matter. You know. Right. Well, you, there you go, being fair again. Yeah. Well, you know what? I just love it, and and believe me, people that I work with, yeah. even if they get, not, and I'm talking about these guys. I'm talking sure. about other people I've worked with think I'm fucking a lunatic. They're like, "How could you do that? It's your music." And I'm like, "Right." I'm like, "Fuck, man! A hundred percent of nothing is still nothing." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's you know, like if you're I'd in a team, to... you can't be pro you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, I don't get it. So, you know, so, and I feel that, um, you know, all of them really, uh, because they've been in the industry so long and because they know how people act, it's my song, it's my song, it's my song, you know, right. um, that they, I think it's really refreshing to them. And, and, and that's exactly what I said. I said, I kind of like that rock and roll split evenly thing, you know, that, that's, yeah, you know, exactly. I was, I was, uh, I may have been a little hammered the other night on St. Paddy's Day. If I'm watching this interview, I forget who it was. Oh, are you Irish? No, I'm Bohemian, but I was uh, I was drunk. But uh, walking distance, forty seconds. We're all Irish on St. Paddy's right, right. Day. So someone was complaining. They're like, "Oh yeah, the drummer fucking ba 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 bitching about not getting songwriting credits, this that and the other." He's like, he didn't write anything. He just contributed the drum beat. Right. I'm like, what? It's the song. I'm like, dude, are you fucking high? Yeah. Oh, he just fucking what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. you know, I'm like, wow, that you know, it's just bullshit. No, you know, and everyone like, yeah, like everyone's fighting for that because that's where the money is. Well, how yeah, many, well, you know, how many great bands broke up. Oh, dude, it was Rat. Video? It was the producer from Rat, right? Bo, right. Bo Hill, Worman was it? Tom okay, Worman? yeah. Uh, Bo Hill wasn't it? I don't know. I don't think he did everything. Yeah, so like he's basically telling the story about how Bobby Blotzer was totally fucking pain in the ass. All he did was bring the drum beats. Yeah, no. Listen, you know what? It's, it's, I'm it's, like, what? Yeah, you know, listen, that's so wrong. I mean, like, I, you know, there are songs that I recall that I wrote with Jordan Canada in right. my in the beginning that you know later become became songs of Road Crow mm -hmm. um, that Jordan totally deserves credit for. Right. Know? Um. So, but you know, it's so I figured. With this album, you know, starting fresh, yeah. I just want to give everybody the the fair shake, yeah, and yeah. um, 
and, and you know, and that's how it is. I mean, it's just this way. You know, they appreciate it because you know yeah. what? This this it's honest. Yeah, man. It's like it's like listen, and you know something? I do feel um, it's psychological also because when you know your name's on it, right. you're gonna do everything you can to push it, right? You know, and let people hear it if you're proud of it, right? Right. Um, so I don't Sometimes know. Other people will take the lead in the percentage of what's going on, you know. Yeah, and, and it and, all winds up evening out. But it all evens out. And what you people who aren't musicians don't understand is like you could have ten people play. Right. Exactly. Right. And it sounds totally different. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because of the way that you know, because <clears throat> I've yeah. talked about this a bunch about Van Halen. The reason why Van Halen was so different than everyone else is that everyone else was following the British blues invasion, which was yes. national in the U.S., and then went back. Right. Van Halen came up as jazz guys. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, I grew up listening to jazz. My dad was a jazz fiend. Yeah. yeah. And he's a magician. So, like, right. all this stuff we would listen to all the time because that's what he's doing his act to. Right. But there's a certain swing with jazz that blues doesn't have. Right. Well, and if you listen to Alex Van Halen, the he's the, one of the best master, and he's so underrated. It's unbelievable how underrated that guy is. Well, oh yeah, we did. We did a. Um, uh, uh, I don't know if you know about it, Rob, but I did it for uh, what is his name, Fader. Fader. He works with Zebra and everybody, and he's got a. He works with Joan Jett. He's one of Joan Jett's right producer engineer, Tom and we Fader. he did he did the EVH. Uh, album you know uh dedicated everything dedicated to eddie van halen and um we did susan and i did jump oh and we uh used billy and rod and and we nailed the motherfucker and uh nobody wanted to do jump, you know so it was like so we nailed it and rod came out of that session saying wow he goes you know what he said the same thing. He said, Alex Van Halen is one of the best drummers in the world and the most underrated drummer. Absolutely. Um, if you know, Eddie was not the guitar player known for what he was, Alex would be right up there with Neil Peart, I think. In Right, 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 right. right. Well, Everyone he, respects Alex Van Halen. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, different yeah. level there. No, no, yeah, no, no. I Alex is great. He, You know, he's a groove master. Um, but, they, you know, there's... Uh, Listen, it, it's just it, all of these players. I mean, holy shit! I mean, when are we going to see an Eddie, a, not an Eddie Van Halen, a Van Halen band again? You no. know, uh, when are we going to see whether you like them or not, a Who band again? Right. When are we going to see another? Like, I'm just getting into Rolling Stones now. Yeah, you know I was I mean? never a big Stones fan. No, I'm, I'm getting either. into it now. Yeah, now I mean, if you hear Ron, first of all, Ron Wood, great player. Um, but if you hear Keith Richards, what he does, um, I was watching a clip of him because thank God, you know, this is where, you know, I contradict myself sometimes. Uh, thank God for YouTube, you know, because I get to see clips of these guys yeah. in the dressing room playing and practicing. And, yeah. and I'm listening like everything that Keith Richards writes is a hit. It's a hook. Mm -hmm. That guy's so great. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, right. try to and do the other thing that we and he's just noodling. There used to be a bunch of bands that had humor to them. Yes. Van Halen was like the Three Stooges. Yes. Yeah. Joe Walsh, total goofball. Yes. Oh, Rush was the Three Stooges. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, right. Yeah. But, you know, like, um, there's this band called the, the Naked Party. They've right. got that Van Halen funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You know, well, kind of a thing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's nice to see again. And uh, there's this other band, uh, Dirty Honey. 
I heard of Dirty Honey. Yeah, they yeah. got the rock and roll thing going. Yeah, no, I know. I've heard. Very similar. It's like if Tora Tora had a baby, that would. Oh, be Tora Tora. Yeah, I remember Tora Tora too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I just heard of Dirty Honey a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, no. You, there's, there, listen, the point is see exactly what you're saying. Right. Let's get these fucking bands out there. Let's oh, let absolutely. people start yeah. hearing them. You know, right. we you know we talk about them. You know, like like this and oh yeah, but I can't yet yet I can't tell you uh, you know what Dirty Honey's doing. But I know I heard there one or two. They're songs. touring with uh, um, WVH Mammoth. Oh, that's where I heard of it. That's You're right. Thinking, yes. yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. be a great show. Wolfie right, with Mammoth, that, right? Okay. That album Wolfie put out is phenomenal. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, um, yeah. So I know that. Yeah, I, there was the association there. Um, yeah, man. Listen, I just kind of I want to see these great bands, and I think, believe it or not, Wolfie uh, Van Halen. Um, I think he's he may not be epic. Um, uh, however, anything he works with is going to be epic. So like this band, Dirty Honey is probably right. going to be huge because of, he discovered them because he has a great ear for music, right. you know, and, um, and he's great and he's going to have some great people songs. Give him shit. It's like, fuck you, dude. He was a member of Van Halen for 15 years. <laughs> and you know what? That song he wrote about his dad, whatever. I forgot what it was yeah, yeah, called. Yeah. Fucking awesome. And another thing I respect that kid about. He didn't put anything out until Eddie was gone. Yeah, he held it. He did not do anything, and he could have because right, I don't want to be on my own. I don't he want to be in my father's footsteps. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want to be my father's shadow. Right, he right. didn't. He didn't do anything, man. He and, you know, like when he released his album, you know, I was kind of like cringing, waiting for because I believed whatever he's going to put out is going to be great because right. he's a fucking great musician. Right. You know what I mean? And the the fact that you know, like we'd all watch what's going on and the people on the internet are just children and they yeah. didn't get about his weight and this oh, gross. like gross. yeah but the yeah. fact that after eddie died and his album came out the fact that everyone was respectful yeah you know i'm, I'm sure there's a couple shitheads but everyone was like you know dude yeah right on you know what i mean because we all watched him grow up yeah, yeah, no, listen. And then to be part of Van Halen for 15 years, and you know, that was, you know, dude, you know, yeah, I'd want my son in my band, you know, yeah. I mean, honestly, I was very, you know, Eddie was very sweet about doing that, and you know, you know, but then, you know, then on the other, you know, there is no other side. What I'm talking about is also Sammy Hagar with with Michael Anthony, how amazing they are doing what they're doing, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely, they're still rocking it all the time, yeah. so and you know. But again, I, I'm hoping that you know because of Mammoth Van Halen, Mammoth, and, and and because of these other bands, the younger 20s, 30s kids are going to be writing that kind of stuff and going on tour. There's a band, Adam and the Metal Hawks. They're local. Have you? Oh seen? yeah, I yeah. love those guys. Great guys. You know, awesome guys. Um, you know, and um, you know they're another band that I think is really going to make it. I mean, I, I just feel they have the drive and they have the great songs. Yeah, they, they just changed up their drummer too a couple about a month. Yeah, ago. and I don't know what happened there. I don't know if there's a story that anybody knows or. I think the drummer just kind of like bailed out. I don't think he wanted to do it anymore. You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, they they were. Uh, I know there's been a couple of switches of management. Yeah. Well, Adam was on actually. Um, was he on The Voice or was he on oh, American yeah, Idol? Yeah, he was on. A, I, was American Idol or The Voice? I'm thinking it was American Idol. Yeah. 
I think it was American Idol too. Um, no, Adam's great. Um, yeah, he is a great vocalist. You, you know, this is how I feel, and you know, and again, I have to really be careful with my my opinions. Cannot be criticism. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to work with these guys, right? Yeah. Um, you know. However, they started doing a TikTok, not my TikTok. They started doing a TikTok, yeah, comedian yeah. type of shit, and it with really Jack took Black. away from there. It was it was cute and funny once or twice. Now they kind of you know kind of took away from the seriousness seriousness of their music, you know, um, because they weren't like Van Halen funny, you know, they were more goofy funny, um, trying to be comedians, and I don't think it can be both. Well, I think they were trying to, in, in my opinion, I think they were trying to take away from the boredom of the the COVID, because obviously they're not yes. out performing they can't get out on stage even though they've been making music i don't think that i think it was just a matter of dude we need to get our name out there we need to get seen and they were just um making these little goofy tiktok uh, videos you're you're absolutely correct um however it was management driven yeah I know the transition okay. and and then it would just went over the top because okay. when I was involved discussions with the management um they were telling me uh oh yeah you know we have to do the subway thing and this thing and that thing and the other thing and I'm going okay you know there's but I understand keeping it alive and keeping the listen I'm the first one to fucking tell you about marketing and I you know anything comes out of my mouth to get you know some kind of uh you know uh some kind of that reaction you know mm-hmm. um but uh, there's, you know, there's, you know, even with me, you, there's only so much. Like even with the, the guitar thing, with the Kramer thing, there was only so much I can push it. You know, after that, it just became an obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, you were done wrong. They they stole your design. Right. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? We knew. You know, you 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 cried about it. You bitched about it. You made yeah. your point. Now shut the fuck up. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. And um, so, and I feel that goes with any kind of marketing, right? You know, it's like there's only so much. You know, you know, we could do, and then it's like, okay, now now it's time to start performing and and really showing us what you got. And um, I, listen, but I'm happy there's a band out there like that. Yeah, that's original. Yeah. That sounds great, and you know, um, and it's young <clears throat> enough to go for the next thirty, forty years. God willing, you know. Right. Um, so I, I just, but I'm, I'm, again, I'm just really happy about everything, and uh, I'm just laughing now. My my mind works in reverse. I'm, I'm laughing that we all connected on the foreigner thing before. <laughs> it's, this is so funny that like it feels like the first time. It was just really <laughs> funny because it's like it's like that's how my mind works. It fucking hiccups. Like, oh, yeah. I have a, a friend of mine actually is uh, Lou Graham's next door neighbor, and they have coffee every morning. Oh yeah, yeah. what is he? Because he performs with them every now and then, right? Once in a while, he'll yeah, about, once in a while. Yeah. 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 So it's like, uh, yeah, you know, listen, the great, great, you know, again, I, it, I'm more, I'm, listen, the bands like. I mean, I can't believe Autograph is coming back. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? David Lee Roth's find is coming back? Yeah, Autograph. I'm like, well, I thought it was Eddie's find, but whatever. Oh, well, like, is okay. that how it worked? Steve Lynch, right? The guitar player was his yeah. name, Steve Lynch. Yeah, Steve Lynch. Um, and then, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Dokken fan, George right. Lynch fan. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw George Lynch was doing a show with Dokken at um, Whiskey <laughs> Go-Go. And he had his back turned against the audience for the whole show. 
Yeah. And he just had his foot on the drum riser playing with the drummer. I was like, I was like, what is this guy doing? Acid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, you know I, I mean, sometimes these guys got to get called out. Right. Like, I, I it's like, man, I'm like, I mean, who are you disrespecting? Like, you know, and I love George Lynch, yeah. you know, um, Tesla. Now, okay. Oh, I love that band. Tesla is a band that they are still doing it the old-fashioned yeah. way. Yep. yep. They, they inspired me yeah. in what I'm doing. And the I, last album was produced by uh, Phil Collin. Yes, Def exactly. Leopard. Yes, with yeah. the yeah, Def Leppard thing. All right. Um, but their shows are amazing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their stage show, um, they do everything the way it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Troy took a break, right? The drummer they've got, um, I think they got, isn't it uh, Mick Brown's brother from Doctor? Yeah, I think he's, so. Yes, I think he's sitting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I love those guys. I just really yeah, enjoy their fans. shows. Yeah, I'm a big Frank, the only Frank reason Hannon why they're fan. not huge, they're not Aerosmith huge, is because the singer is ugly. <laughs> but I mean, seriously. A, I mean, that's you know, but he's not, a nice my, not my view, but the right, view right. of Girls, the executives right. pushing them. You know, yeah. But he's a nice guy, real nice guy. Dude, he really oh, is. Yeah, yeah, I met him. Very boy, smooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of Aerosmith, if we can, my favorite thing that I can't stop watching on Access's T- Access TV is uh, Aerosmith at Donington. Ah. Have you oh, guys yeah. seen this live concert? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. If you haven't, please watch it. Okay. Yeah, you got to watch it. it. It's great. Oh, my God. At Donington? Is it, is it at right? Donington, yes. yes. And old then I think I saw it recent? I recently saw ACDC, uh, another, it's all recorded. Oh, yeah. I saw Donington. that one, too. Yeah. So, but Aerosmith, that's that's the epitome of a rock band. Oh, yeah. In their heyday? Phew. It was just, no, it was recent, though. It was oh, like, it was recent? Like, Okay. How old was that, uh, Rob? Uh, I think it was maybe about five years ago. Because oh, yes, Joel, yes, it was pretty, uh, pretty current. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah, You know God. whose return surprised me? Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Glenn Hughes was everywhere. Like, yes. Five years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, didn't yeah, hear yeah. from him for how long? 15 years? Well, he was with Black Country Communion with um, Joe Bonamassa for a few years. Right. 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 The dead yeah, but starting right. with that, it's like when right. he, and then all of a sudden he was everywhere, and we hadn't right. seen him. I don't remember seeing him since I was in high school. <laughs> since Black Sabbath. <laughs> I, I yeah. could be wrong, but you know what I mean? He just like poof. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Um, one of the most disappointing concerts I ever saw was oh. when when Aerosmith and I and I like them both, when Aerosmith and Kiss toured together. Mm. I, I yeah. Many I years 2004, 2005. Um uh, yeah, I mean I, I, I don't understand. They 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 kind of washed it. Aerosmith came out on stage with no light show, um, like you know, one small amp, one bass amp, like they were doing a club. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, wow. And I guess that was they wanted to be stripped down and you know whatever. Um, but they were it was just horrendous. And wow. uh, you know, Kiss did their thing, but it, I guess because of uh, they were double billing, yep. so one night Aerosmith would headline, one night right. really. And, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. Um, that is it, weird. It, yeah, it didn't it didn't go over too well. But I guess the tour did okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, so that's about it. But you know, it's like, yeah, some of the bands that, um, you know, I'm 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 talking about bands that I like to em- emulate live. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, 
Aerosmith's a great band. I mean, absolutely. Uh, Tesla's a great band. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I just. It's just you know we should. I just hope we get more of this stuff, man. I just you right. know, and, and, uh, you know. But I'd like to come out to Chicago one day and, and do a few things out there. Absolutely. We'll keep in touch. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, around getting you in trouble. You know. No, no, not, good trouble. You know, like you know, here this is a real pizza. You don't fold it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. You know what? This is an Italian beef. No, that, that, no ketchup on the hot dog, bro. No, 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 no. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't put ketchup on the hot dog. Yeah. So we're, earlier we we're talking about like you can have ten people play that. Yeah, yeah. So one day is I'm living in Glendale, California, after my back surgery, and I'm recouping and i hear and i'm like okay there's only a handful of moog players right yeah moog yeah and there's only one person who can play it that way and i'm like i'm gonna go take a walk grab my cane hobble down two blocks down and it's the Doors playing in the parking lot of a new Chevy dealership that, like, Ray Manzarek's best friend was opening. Oh, my God. Free hot dogs and the Doors. Wow. <laughs> Heaven. They're like, it's fucking, do- you know, I'm like, I'm glad I went. To- I was like, get the out of You know, I'm talking awesome. with all the members of the, you know, remaining. This is before 20th Century Doors came out. but uh, That's really awesome. You, uh, know. You, you know, here they just opened up, which uh, we're going to, Rob and I are going to go. What's that hot dog place out there? Or rock and roll hot dog or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, a great concept. Yeah, you know, I want to go try these hot dogs. I mean, listen, you know, it's, it's. I'm a hot dog eater. I am too. It's, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be good to you know. Yeah, when Rob is on Chicago, we went to Portillo's. What's Italian what is Portillo's? Beef? I, I, I don't know. Italian beef hot dog stand. Oh, oh man. Yeah, is that good. the place in Chicago where they like berate you while they're making you a dog? And they like, no, that's Ed DeBevick. Oh, no, okay. that's the restaurants you go to. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They, they, there was an Italian place in in the Ozone Park, right? That was like that. It was like the insult Italian place. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Why are you here? Come on, hurry up. The exactly. Yeah, 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 in, yeah. You know. Yeah, and um, you know. But to me, still, I you know, I'm just I love the dirty water dogs in Manhattan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I go to Manhattan, I gotta get two, and then you have the right spicy brown mustard, yeah, that goes perfectly with it. Um, you know, listen, God bless hot dogs, but uh, yeah, I haven't had a New York dog, so next time I'm out there, gonna oh man, dirty uh, water, you gotta be in Manhattan, and they, there's dirty water dog, yeah, yeah they're, they're fucking awesome, bro. They're Nathan's, but yeah. Yeah, they're they're awesome. They're really awesome, uh, you know. So, but I I tell you, you know, you know, let's. Um, I uh, again, I really, I, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was oh, really I'm great. A lot you different. Your show is going to be in like December. Yeah, we're we're aiming for that. See, the thing is, everyone's so busy, right, right. Um, and we don't have label backing right right now. Right. So it's I, it, everyone. I got to wait for everyone's touring season to be over and... to book anything. Right. Oh yeah. Um, because we need at least a, a week or two of rehearsals. Right, you know, right. it's gonna be a ninety-minute show, so I mean, we need two weeks of rehearsals, and we need the show or two shows. Well, maybe that's when I come out and have a New York hot dog. Yeah, that'd be great. There you know, you go. well, so we're definitely gonna, tr- you know, um, and, and we're gonna do it, and it's gonna be under the Rock for Rocco umbrella, so it'll be a lot, you know, it, it, easier to get the bigger bands there, also if we need to. Absolutely. Um, but I'm gonna need the press's help as much as I can, and you know, and once um. 
like I said, I'll, I'll send some details over so you know what the album will contain, and Absolutely. this way you can push it the way you want. And you know, we'll give you. Uh, I'll definitely make sure you get privy to anything that we're recording, so you get to hear what's going out. Yeah, absolutely. And be a man. judge we'll, before. Yeah, we'll, before yeah, it man, really we'll push it. We'll, yeah, we'll push it. Absolutely, man. I can. Yeah, you know, um, updates. You know, weekly, monthly, yeah, whatever I'll keep you want. Posted on everything that we're doing, and it'll be fun to have you know something outside of you know my circle of where I'm yeah. going. And be, you know, this podcast is built for uh, men to be able to you know here we are talking about rock and roll but you know we're actually here about uh you know to get men to open up to be free to talk yeah you know like um you know people might have cringed when i said hey man you know how you doing today right 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 no, no that but that's good man week, you know and you don't well people need to be asked that you know yeah and you're absolutely right and you know what and, and, you know, as men, you know, we do, you know, we all have issues, you know what I'm saying, that we need, and, you know, especially as we get older, right? Absolutely. You, Jason you know, has you, sex with goats, you know. Well, you know, it's, listen, it's, <laughs> it's I, 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 feel, I feel for the goat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, it's we all have issues and you know yeah. and it could be so many different things and and i i totally agree and i you know i lost i i shouldn't say myself but a good friend of mine lost her husband to um alcoholism yeah. young guy uh vp of a bank very um they were very well off well off and um he drank himself to death. I didn't even think that's possible. Wow. Yeah, money doesn't make you rich. And no, no, no. You're right. Yeah, I happy. just said that because I mean he had everything he wanted. Yeah. You know, I mean, like he worked everything he worked for. Absolutely. But he drank. No, he literally yeah. drank himself to I death. I know many people that's who have. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I partied a lot, and I can't imagine that. I know. Right. Does that even, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, because they did, you know, she's been dealing with it for a few years and, um, you know, I know alcoholism isn't, isn't a joke. Then no, they no. decided to, you know, and again, listen, they separated, but not something she wanted in her life, right. but just, you know, and they both had, yeah. so he had his, another home. The addiction I mean, had they, nothing to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it had, it had to do dead. with what happened to him and his trauma, yeah. whatever that is. And, you know, they found him dead in the new house and he was dead for 14 days oh wow and the only and because she was still checking up on him but she said let's give give this a cooling off period for sure, sure and but you know when they went to the house they found because i guess um this isn't in new york it's in another state they found like he was getting alcohol delivered he was so fucking out of Damn it God. he didn't even go out to buy alcohol it was delivered so they found and i mean Full bottles of liquor on his front step being delivered. Wow. Right. And, and you know, then finally when she then, you know, she had access to his phone and she saw no activity. Um, you know, she said, you know, let, let me go in. And, and she called a friend. They went in and they found that. Um, on like, so. And again, like I said, you know, successful human being had friends, you know, had family, daughters and just to at what consumes you to that level you know yeah. he was he had depression issues yeah. um yeah. And, and you know because i do know functioning alcoholics yeah. and it's the scariest thing in the world yeah because you know, like the weird thing with my brother is he was an alcoholic and uh, the last week of his life he didn't drink huh. but he also didn't sleep 
Yeah, and he, and he committed suicide. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's you know it. There's a whole bunch of varying levels of you know, and yeah. I'm and I'm glad I'm glad that your organization provides um, relief and help for grieving. Grieving. A lot of people don't understand how how it works because it's not. There's no okay. Grieving works like this. No. Right. No. There's no. no there's no. Yeah, there's yeah, no. No. There's, there's no timeline. There's no steps to take. It's you know I, I couldn't talk on the phone for a year. Listen, Rob you knows. Know. I was in a. I was technically mm -hmm. in in a grieving coma. Yeah. For about a year. Yeah. All I did was sit on the couch. I could not speak to anybody. Right. I could not see anybody. Right. I, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to do anything. Right. And, you know, and, and that's how uh, music was the only thing that actually got me out of the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, 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 that says something in itself. There's you know, one right? song that broke me out of it. That's yeah. what's so fucking beautiful about me. You can have a, a a music box that plays a French song, and that means the whole world to a couple of people. Exactly. You can, you can have something that you hear from the church bells down the street right. or something. Right. But the fact that, you know, and, well, what song is it? Oh, it's by Volbeat, Live to Die. Yeah. yeah. That's a fucking great song because it, you know, like, I'm trying to live. You know, my, my right. brother wasn't able to, you know, yeah. carry out his dreams and stuff right. i get it my dad wasn't either i've seen the effect on what that happens i'm right. about doing what i want to do not what i don't care what anyone says i'm not exactly hurting. you know i just want to create right so the fact that one song after you know like eight months nine months of just total sucking a black hole right you know and uh these guys every day jason sending me funny shit you know rob talking to me every day right but you need those people in your life to make you move on yeah man no you know and, and it's just even if it they're just all they're doing man is just like putting your hand on your shoulder hey dude i dude, agree the most I agree. important thing and so I, I was like man we need to you know this would be great if we could bring it out because right now as men we're not allowed apparently we're not allowed to congregate we're not allowed to have our own thing Right, yeah, yeah. And I think it's very important for the younger generation coming up as men, or maybe people are confused that maybe they're not, and that's fine. Hey, here's a place. Come hang out, sit on the couch. You know, great. Right. Yeah, well, listen and talk about heavy stuff at the same time and be entertaining and funny and have some yeah. laughs, you know, you know, because if if you can't and rib like, on each other, rib on each other, you know what I mean? Like people who've gone through dark things find weird shit funny. funny. Yeah, no, you're you actually you're actually right. Yeah, we you know, yeah, our sense of humor is <laughs> yeah, and it's not a you know, it's like oh you bet okay you know. yeah yeah it it doesn't it just doesn't really yeah no you're absolutely right yeah. and no but I think that you know you, um, what you're offering is a true you know I'm sure that eventually you could take phone calls from people and they will open up to you yeah people call me direct yeah I'll awesome give my personal number out and then. They've, that's awesome yeah they've because... called me direct i had one guy sitting in an office with ready to kill himself that's yeah. weird you had another guy who had made the rope yeah on the tree wow you know and you know now one guy's opening up a uh mental health um services for men in indiana 
because okay. he listened to a podcast. That's fucking crazy. No, that's see, see, that's awesome, man. You know what I mean? And now I don't give a shit. I have all the fuel that I need to do this forever because we helped one person. Right. No, yeah, and that's all it takes. I mean, that's all. Like I said, if I can help one person, I'm, I'm extremely happy. I can help one family. Uh, that's why them. I wanted to bring you on, Joey. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, Rob. And and in the stratosphere that you deal with with traumatic brain injury Mm -hmm. the heaviness that goes along with it because there's no easy solution to a traumatic brain injury and people don't understand it yeah and they're like oh well he's not but well okay you can't really judge anything until six months so right you know after that you have to start to figure things out and you know and it's a really tough situation and especially dealing with kids yeah, Vince, yeah. and uh, you know, dude, you know, listen with, with kids, it's it's it's, it's with anyone, yeah. however, with, with children, I mean, I just even like, uh, you know, right, what I'm seeing going on in the Ukraine is like, I'm saying, wow, man, like these fucking poor kids. Then you see the pregnant woman on the floor, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they both died the, the, the mother and the, and the baby. Right. I'm like, you know, this, this, it really just. You know, we we can't do anything. I mean, it's like it's. I mean, we can't. I mean, no. And it's never about the people. The people. We don't want any of this. They don't want any of this. Right. No. Right. Yeah. It's just very difficult to to you know to and see this happening and mm-hmm. and for children though. I mean, children just like well for many reasons. For me, obviously, mm-hmm. um, just that's where the buck stops. You know. Right. Like, exactly. I'll right. do whatever I need to do. Um, cause it's just not, not fair. And, you, and they're so innocent and they're so full of life. And, yeah. and, um, it, you know, and, and, and they, they, they all, they love each other. It doesn't matter what color, you know, what religion, right. whatever, they're all there for each other. Right. And, you know, it's just so, it's so, so, so big of them, bigger of the children. I've learned more from kids on wheels. Yeah. Than all the smartest people in the world that I've met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, well, you you know, and the purity of it is, you know, it, it's amazing. I, I, you know, I was in 2013. I was hit by a car, funny enough, crossing the street, oh. and I I broke my ankle and um, dislocated, shattered my heel. Um, so my right leg is all fucked up now. My hips fucked up. Um, but anyway, I couldn't walk for about a year. Mm. This was in 2013. Then I had Rocco in 2015, and then I lost Rocco in 2017. So, but during that time when I couldn't walk, I saw the kindness of being um, the way people carried my bag, held the door for me, Mm. strangers, you know? And I was like, it gave me like a different perspective on life. Yeah. Because I was, I was really, I, I was, couldn't, can do shit for myself when i went through my um accident you know like you had the back injury right yeah back hip and legs yeah so i'm like okay and uh it's three years down and uh the best thing that ever happened to me yeah right yeah i know i know how you feel man the best thing that ever happened to me and uh you know the reason why i was able to come out here and like i've worked on you know the governor's uh, committee for stem cell research, you know, which we got a hundred million dollars, and now people wow. are being treated in Illinois successfully. Fifteen years later, I was on a you know board of directors for spinal cord injury. Awesome. You know, I had a uh, company once. Someone became paraplegic or quad. We would literally set up their home to be more independent. So right. I've always been around this type of thing. I was a special effects guy. I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that anymore. 
Right. So how can I make people fly without a camera? Right. You know, right. so I had things that lifted them out and tracked them through the house and all kinds of things. But, yeah. you know, um, the reason why I was so good at it is because I was there and I was supposed to be in a worse off position, but I was lucky. Exactly. We're, we are. Lucky. And, yeah. And people are like, oh, that, you know, all of a sudden people are like talking about this thing that I'm doing. And all I did was bend down. I kneeled when I yeah. talked to people. And people were making some like big deal, like, you know, Coca-Cola sold to Pepsi. Right. Because no one's actually treating these people like fucking humans. Right, right, right. right. You know, this is dealing, sad, yeah. yeah, and like dealing with the elderly and stuff, you'd go to people like, hey, here's what's going on, da da da. da. And they'd be talking about the person. I'm like, he's right here. Exactly. Yeah. Why are you ignoring the person that's going through? I'm not here to talk to you, by the way. Right. So be quiet. You know, it's amazing what people, how selfish they become because they don't know how to address their fear of the situation that's going on. I know. Yeah. It, 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 you know what? You're absolutely, you just saying that makes all sense. Like, yeah. You know, the people right here, it's like you're just totally ignoring the fact that they totally understand you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. People say and do stupid things. Oh, all the time. And it's, uh, and I just, it it just, for me, I, I am blown away by, um, you know, the human mind and, you know, how we, and the, it's amazing because you're right, because we really don't look into the effects right. that mental health has with, with men. Yeah. Whenever a man is considered uh mentally ill, it's either, you know, he's a murderer or a, you know what I'm saying? Or a homeless guy, or right. it's like, they don't, they don't see, you know, why they committed suicide or why they're drinking themselves to death or why you know uh, they're doing the things or acting the way they're acting we immediately take it as you know they're a murderer they're violent they're blah blah, blah. and right. um and you know but i th- i honestly feel that it is how you how people speak to each other okay yeah. it's it's you know um it's just, you know especially in new york where we're, we're always on we're always going 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 you know <laughs> And then to have someone in your life that um, speaks very calmly mm-hmm. and can almost talk you off that that ledge, you know what I mean? Right. In everyday life, yeah, whether yeah. that's you know road rage, whether that's you know uh, having a bar argument, or and 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 we need more of that kind of calmness in our life, or someone, yeah, people in our life that know how to speak to us. Being yeah, able to communicate with someone effectively, yeah. it yeah. makes all the difference in the world. Exactly, and 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 and, and you know, <laughs> I think that can, that in itself is a is a healing process. Yeah. Um. So, but um, listen, man, it's uh, it's it's just something you know. It's really amazing, and you know, yes, I, I would love to be more involved with what you guys do from that perspective. You know, the the music. Well, thing is funny cool. thing you mentioned that because we do have a, <laughs> an idea. It's called "Songs I Heard in My Brother's Room." Wow, and it's all the great songs from the seventies that uh-huh. I heard on my brother's stereo. Wow. And like I have twenty people who knew my brother who are already want to play on tracks. Oh, I'll play on track, absolutely. 
You know what I mean? Like we're talking old kiss and like all types of stuff, you know, just fun. Just tell me what all the proceeds go to. uh, He was a veteran. So it'll go to veterans uh, suicide. uh, We totally, totally on it. Tell me a song that you want. Absolutely, man. It just let me know what it is and, you know, and we'll do it, you know, and uh, because I think that's okay. One thing about anything that I do, I musically, yeah, um, I give a hundred percent. So meaning, not give a hundred percent of talent. Yeah. I, I give a hundred percent towards the call. Dedication. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. so anything that I can do that will make any difference. Um, sure. And and I and I and I, you know I said I, I mentioned something to the guys here when I'm talking about Rock for Rocco and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I said I want to thank you guys for never asking me um, why. You, you you just did it. Right, and, and that's really important. And um, I have I had a good friend of mine who, when I talked about this compilation CD that I was doing mm-hmm. to help original music, and he was an original guy, and he's struggling, he's trying to figure out. He just fucking hammered me. He was like, "You doing this to make money for yourself? Are you lying to people?" What I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, what? That's Where the fuck did this come Well, that's from? someone who's obviously yeah. not creative or something because they don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm like, what are you oh, afraid oh, of? You get paid for the book. I'm like, dude, when you write a book, you have to write it first. Exactly. I'm like, what are you afraid of? You know? Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I just, unfortunately, he snapped on me twice, you know, and I'm not going to say he's my best friend because I don't know the guy that well, but we right, right. got to know each other. Yeah. And, you know, he took the time to, you know, 7 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Hey, man can I talk to you about an issue I'm having with the band? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I found them a singer. I helped them out with a few things. Went, you know, went one evening, wasted my evening, went in to see his band and, right. you know, at rehearsal saying, Hey, I think you should do this, that anyway, then he attacked me and he attacked me over. I have one of those, what do they call like those, um, uh, virtual offices, right. Yeah. You know, with, with an address in Manhattan. And he's like, you don't live in Manhattan. Are you afraid to give your home address out because you're doing something wrong? And I was wow. like, fucking dude. I'm like, whoa, that's just a fucking mailing address. Right. I'm like, I'll tell you. It's like, and yeah, I don't want to put my home address on the album. I'm like, like who right. does that anyway? Yeah. I mean, you know, right, like, exactly. It's like, you know, it's like fucking if I have the option of other things, other addresses. It was such a stupid conversation that I I can't speak to the guy anymore. Uh, However, I know he's totally paying attention, not to this, but what I'm doing. And, you know, then the album came out. I'm like, you know, people go to this. TikTok is happening. You know, each thing. And it's like, now he sees the whole thing, the whole plan behind this was something better. You ripped me a new asshole to the point that I can't right. even speak to you because it was so weird. Yeah, right. 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 And it's like, yeah, like I say all the time, I'm like, this gets funded, I get to fund everyone. Exactly. Oh, yeah. it's like, like everyone's fucking working. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and then I get the strangers, you know, that are, you know, the have become like best buddies over yeah. this project. Yeah. You know, it's like you know. I mean, it's it's really interesting. So it's like you know, like I, I people like that. I was like, wow, man, you got. It. I mean, again, but that's he's got mental issues, right? So I right. shouldn't be knocking yeah. him. You know, right. but um, the he's thing got trust is, issues. It sounds like <laughs> it, it just like, dude, what you 
the way you spoke to me, like I'm trying to rip off the world while all I'm doing is putting compilation bands on a CD <laughs> that I'm fucking paying for. I'm like, right. And I was like, who yeah. am I hurting? Yeah. You know, people so. have no idea the cost behind everything and that, you know, it takes a while to recoup those. And you know, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, that's it, man. Anyway. So listen, I, I really appreciate um, Dude, you guys. Thank you so out, much. Man. Let me know what I can do with the music. I'll keep you posted on stuff like that. And, you know, and then Rob will go have a hot dog. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, uh, we'll get those. Uh, so you have uh, the one track out and then two others with the current. With... I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll send, I'll send exact everything to you guys. To Rob. Right. I have your number. Yeah, because then I'll go up Blabbermouth's ass and, like, get them. Yeah, I'm going to give you, uh, I'll give you an official, like, press release type of thing. Oh, cool. Absolutely. That is, so this way, you, you, you know, and then you could word it any way you want. Yeah, and I'll put it least... up on Vaudeville Press and I'll come at it from right, a yeah, Exactly. You know what's going on with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and then, yeah, this way it's like, it's, it's, it's factual. It's just not bullshit, right? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so give me a couple days and we'll get that on. We'll get that going, and um, yeah, it'll be exciting, man. And I want to thank you guys again and thank Rob, of course. Yeah, thanks, Joey. Thank, thank you. Uh, doing it. And, yeah, Rob, I want to talk to you. You know, I, I'm curious about how you got into photography, so we'll make that another conversation. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You're welcome anytime, dude. You're now part of the family, and we will uh, keep I love everyone it. updated on everything, you know, Joey Jam. Thank you, man. I really All appreciate right. what you guys are right doing. On. Love you, brothers. Love, Love you, you guys, too, man. And, uh, Thank you. Have Take a great care. one. Ladies and gentlemen. Joey Jam. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Yeah, Bye. You too. Bye-bye. This has been another Creativity Talking episode brought to you by VaudevillePress.com. Everybody, have a good one and later, people. Have a good one, bud. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it was, that was great, good, man. man. Yeah. Absolutely. Too bad that fucking first 20 minutes fucking didn't fucking... Uh, what happened, dude? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Dude, it was like a... T I don't know what happened. Man, hey. But it, it happened. You know, it happened. 44 episodes. But we, we saved it, and I think it even got better, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I had and, one uh, of my, my comedic moments, man. It hit me, and, and, and it was like I was waiting for a spot to put it in, and I just couldn't do it. But when you were... You were all. Everything was real serious. You were talking about the the you know the people that called you that were ready to you know commit suicide and all that. Yeah. And you said, you said it. You know they've got my phone number. I put my phone number up there, and I wanted to so bad dump, jump in and say, and fucking Ingvay's gonna start pranking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you should have said I, that, dude. I was trying, but I couldn't find. <laughs> you were like talking. I was trying to find the damn. Yeah. <clears throat> And then, it, then it and then too much time went by. I'm like, ah, oh, it'll just fall on its face. Yeah, but, exactly. it, but if I could have put it in there, what, dude, what, what a great guest! And if we get a blabbermouth fucking shout out, that's a big deal. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. How does one go about doing that though? Oh, basically, he's gonna so he's gonna give us the press release. Yeah. So then I approach blabbermouth. Yeah. From, oh, as okay. creativity talking, hey, on this podcast, he so he just announced Billy Sheen's new band. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've got some cred. We can get some other people now. Yeah. Da, da, da. Now we get Todd Latore on and some other dudes. And yeah, he was talking about Zebra, man. I, I'm a big Zebra fan. I wonder if he knows Randy Jackson and those guys. I mean, uh... I know Randy Jackson. You know Randy? 
Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. I'm dying for some new zebra music, but yeah, that'd be cool to have Randy on. They're huge too. out here on the island. Yeah, they were in New York back even when I was in high school. They used to play the Chance in Poughkeepsie a lot and all that. Yeah. They were a Hudson Valley band, you know, up there. Yeah, when I went to go see, um, uh, whatchamacallit, Trickster, still... Trickster opened Trickster. up, and then it was Y&T, and then Zebra did their big album in, as a whole. Yeah, are they the, still the playing? Are they still playing Long Island pretty regularly, Rob? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, see, I, I you know, I've been out of, I've been down here for so long. I didn't know if they were still even playing or not. Oh yeah, they're huge out here. Okay, huge. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, even during the pandemic, Randy. Huh? His sunglasses were fucking hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even on um, during the pandemic, Randy was actually. Um, Every almost every day, he was doing like an acoustic set. Oh wow! You know, I don't know whether it was twenty minutes or a half hour or whatever, and then yeah, you know, he'd have his virtual tip jar out and everything like that. So cool. boy, did he! <laughs> boy, did he! <laughs> yeah, but that's that, awesome. I didn't know. Yeah, like I said, I didn't know if they were still playing or if they were just kind of semi-retired or what they were doing. I think they're semi-retired, but yeah, they're. I don't yeah. think they're actually writing new material. But yeah. uh, they do play, you know. Thank you. 